Hi, I'm Eric. And I'm Jason. And I'm Chris. And we're I Beat It First. Yay! <laughs> I really wish that you would have like made that a little bit more fun, and <laughs> Who's Because Anne? you Sorry. just totally sounded like Jason when you said that. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Leave it in there exactly like that and don't mention it. It'll be great. Everybody... Jason has turned into a female. Jason. No, wait, actually, Jason's always female, so that yeah. doesn't really matter. <laughs> Jason is not here right now, and he is being replaced by Anne because, yeah, nobody cares about Jason. Nope. <laughs> so, welcome, Anne, to to an actual, like, real episode of the podcast instead of, like, a special edition one. If you guys missed her, uh, she was on our special uh, Crunchyroll Expo and... Saboten Khan's over on cutscene. Anne? Hello, thank you very much for having me. Very quiet. Sorry. <laughs> My microphone is all kinds of messed up, so I'll have to lean forward. I'll have to lean in, as it were. Get up real nice I'm and glad, close. I'm glad one person gave me a courtesy laugh. Thank you. Get in there nice and deep black. You gotta, you gotta lean in real close. I gotta take my seat at the table. Get in real close there. Oh, yeah. And just gotta be like, is this now an ASMR podcast? <laughs> if so, I'm totally into it. Like, let's do this. I'm here for it. Okay, so welcome to I Beat It First, everybody, uh, where we talk about video games and we don't make fun of each other that much. No, wait, no, we do. We make fun of each other all the time. Yep. So, <laughs> Jason is in China right now and, you know, put all those firewall restrictions so we can't really have him on the podcast for our recordings. Not to mention that it's like Tuesday morning. No. It's lunchtime there. It's lunchtime there. <laughs> so, it is lunchtime for Jason and he's probably working right now because it's nine o'clock at night our time. So, we're all here and we've got Anne now, who Anne has been writing for us for four months now something like that three months something like that sure mm-hmm. and she was our she was our eyes on the field uh for saboten Khan this year so if you want to hear her talk about her drunken escapades at saboten Khan for a whopping <laughs> three minutes you can go to the saboten Khan and crunchyroll expo special edition that is over on cutscene <laughs> Thank you for keeping expectations real. Yep. Yeah. Checking we, out all that hentai. Yep. All that hentai. Okay. All right. Uh, Chris, what you drinking, buddy? Uh, so I got a Two Brothers Pinball Pale Ale. <clears throat> so on the story on the back says, from the moment pinball is shot out of the can, this pale ale takes your taste buds on a ride, bouncing between bumpers of tropical and citrus fruit notes while perfectly riding the rail between hoppy and malty. Special when lit. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Wait, what does that when last part lit? even mean? When it's lit or when you're lit? <laughs> it's just a special when lit. Light it on fire and see what happens. <laughs> Light that can on fire. Let's go. <laughs> Shit. Oh, dear God. You got two of those? Uh, three. three. I'm son. Yes. No pint of whiskey this time. Yeah, no pint of whiskey. If you guys missed that over on cutscene... We got about halfway through our episode and we realized that Chris was going fucking balls deep on a bottle of Buffalo Trace and literally had a pint of whiskey. <laughs> oh, man. Anne, what goodness are you drinking? Oh, love. I have three different things. I have Añejo Tequila, Ka. And the Ka is what? Ka is the name of the brand. But what is that one? It's like the skull tequila. It comes in a skull bottle. K A H. Uh, yeah. 
And it's an añejo, so it's at least three years old. I don't really drink whiskey or uh, whiskey. I don't really drink tequila that much. I generally drink whiskey and uh, bourbon. See, so I love uh, I love tequila because whiskey has the gluten, the glutton. I can't do the glutton. Yeah. Not all of it's got gluten. That's true. It's also too sweet for me. I like a dry drink. Doesn't have to be sweet either. I know. <laughs> Oh, what's times. the what's the other canned beverage that you have there? Oh, I have a Lima. It's from Four Peaks Brewery, which is local here to Arizona. Oh, yeah. It's their, okay, yeah. so spiked lemonade from Four Peaks or spiked, spiked lemonade. lemonade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when you said that you had a Lima, I just immediately thought that you meant you had like a Bud Light lime 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 marita. No, this like is that. an actual. Okay, no, this is legit. This has actual real lime juice in it, not like some concentrate garbage. This has agave nectar in it. You can actually taste it. And it, it's a it's a malt beverage too, so it has like a little kind of like um like that kind of like beer malty flavor to it. It's solid. Okay. Okay. I've been making margaritas with it Ooh. since I uh, yeah. So oh, you've been making margaritas. I thought you said they've been making margaritas. I'm like Jesus. Oh well, <laughs> there's a ton of restaurants that serve this as a margarita mix. So. Yeah, and, and how much, I, what's the alcohol? I was percent literally on that? about to say, I think it's seven percent. Seven percent mixed with tequila. Everybody. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> oh, excuse me, five point nine percent, but still, but still, six <laughs> percent <laughs> like mixed sh- with tequila. If this was not just like amazing tequila, I would pour the lima right on top of it. But oh man, you missed an episode like forever ago. It was just after the Phoenix Open and or the Waste Management Open, and Jason had been there. <laughs> and uh like was in like some vip area and they had just a bunch of those fucking smirnoff like fake seltzers where they have like sugar in them and the guy was just like yeah these aren't very good the bartender and he's like i can make it better you want me to make it better he's like sure he just fucking poured a bunch of vodka into one yes that dude knows what's up that dude knows what's up yeah 100 all right so if the waste management opened i mean come on this is true if you're not wasted at the waste management open like there's absolutely go by the way there is no waste management happening at the waste management open you are wasting your wastedness <laughs> Anywho, so I have another Santa Fe Brewing Company uh, 7K IPA because it's delicious and I still have some of it. And I am also drinking uh, from Oso a Cellar Series Formula 4 gin finished in Cabernet Sauvignon Blanc. Sauvignon barrels. There we go. Yeah. I want that. On the back, it says, Merging the worlds of craft spirits and winemaking, Formula 4 displays the essence of a seasoned Cabernet Sauvignon wine barrel and the modest botanical profile of our spirit. The unanimous decision by the distillers and owners of the bottle of the fourth tested house recipe imparts the distinctive baseline of citrus, coriander, cinnamon, and juniper to this creation. Our distillers, Jeff and Greg, invite you to experience the unique spirit straight up from the Cellarman series. It's delicious. It's got, like, it, it's really hard to explain the flavors. It's not, like, traditional gin. It doesn't taste like wine. Like, it's just got, like, a whole bunch of different flavors in it. It's delicious. And it doesn't look like gin. No. Not no, it does not. color, I would have not guessed gin. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask what you mixed with it, actually. Nothing. That's it. Damn. It's from. I it's because of the life. the wine barrels. Yeah, um, distilled from sugarcane, which is where they dis- they do their distilling. So it's a bit like uh, distilling from rum, um, but it's good and it's forty six and a half percent alcohol, which is nice. Oh. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, it is. Oh man, uh, but the seven K IPA as well, even though it's from Santa Santa Fe, which not really much good comes out of Santa Fe. It's pretty damn tasty as well. All right. So I guess 
Without further ado, we move on to news. Should we move on to news? Don't everyone yeah, speak up so. at once. <laughs> news, 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 news. Let's move on to news. News. <laughs> there we go. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> we we need your impromptu jingles going on. Yes. So since since uh, Jason's not here, you have to fill in for all that yep. stupid shit. All right. So in let's see, let's skip around here. Uh, first one that I want to talk about is Ryzen is fucking killing it for amd reports have come out and i'm gonna find this real quick uh, as far as the five year totals of intel versus amd and you can definitely see and there's a there's a reddit thread that you can find this on as far as like number of cpus sold um and intel's murdering amd which has always been murdering amd for years until right before 2018 and now it's taken a huge dive um, each month, their Intel is now currently selling roughly about 5,000 CPUs uh, a month, which is what they ended at right now in, uh, in August. D, on the other hand, did like 18 and a half, 19,000 processors sold in July and is hovering right around like 17,000 processors per month, which is insane. And we've talked about it previously as far as like how well the the AMD processors are competing as far as performance with Intel and how Intel vastly got hampered by the zombie virus. Yeah, zombie virus that fucked up the BIOS for everything. And you're looking at me like you don't know what I'm talking about. No, I'm sorry. I was burping. (laughs) Oh. Time out, zombie viruses. Makes you got to burp. <laughs> My yep. bad, everyone. Okay, so, and you know what the zombie virus is, right, then? Honestly, I was going to say, I was pretty sure that this was because of Bitcoin. But no. I'm, the, I'm totally no, the, the tinfoil hatter, so. <laughs> the Bitcoin boom actually was pre-2019. Uh, that was, and you can right. actually see it spike up again at like 17.5 for that. No, um, the zombie virus was dropped in April actually exploits a a known or at that point a known issue with hyperthreading and a vulnerability on intel machines and right. intel had to release bioses to basically disable hyperthreading which limped their processors to next to nothing i remember that now yeah yeah and hyperthreading is really what uh they've got going for them right now um amd is processing pretty much right up on par with with hyperthreading at half the price and their video cards will work perfectly fine with their processors (laughs) and their video cards are about a hundred bucks cheaper than nvidia cards i was gonna say the shortage of what was it processors or video cards because of uh being used for bitcoin video cards that's video cards yep yeah that's what i thought i was i was video the shortage of video cards and it was what like two or three years ago yeah Uh, it was so expensive yeah almost two years ago and and i was gonna be like that's why no and it ruined uh memory (laughs) prices too yeah yeah it it entirely did i paid probably like 80 90 bucks for eight gigs which was where chris ridiculous. built his computer in the middle of that <laughs> well so no I. I i got my ram right before the hit though oh okay good so like the ram i bought was like two three times more expensive <laughs> like just six months after i bought it don't worry everybody halfway through this podcast Anne will murder her dog so that it doesn't shake anymore so you won't hear any jingle jangles that will ruin your earbuds Anne's giving us a thumbs up that yes she will <laughs> Oh man. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna get rid of the two that I that I need to keep tabs open for right off the bat. So, E3 2020 pitch has proposed overhauls to the entire system, which will include a new floor plan, uh, possibly industry only day, which 
I'm perfectly fine with, and cutainment. I don't know what that means. I don't know either. Yeah, it How sounds like Q slow reactivations spelled? or whatever. Oh, it's Q like lineup Q. Right, that's what I thought. I was like, <laughs> but what would cutainment mean? Am I getting blowjobs in the middle of like my weight, or are am I gonna have to deal with like trying to talk with some stupid like celebrity or, uh, or fuck, what are they called? I don't know, Twitch streamer. Influencers? Influencer, yeah. <laughs> Twitch streamer, excuse you. Twitch streamer, the same, the influencer, the dumbest mm-hmm. fucking, yeah. I guess we're I hate technically it so considered influencers. I'm like, when did, when did a content creator become Mm-mm. an influencer? Do not use that word either. Fuck that word <laughs> or those words, <laughs> content creator. A person, a person who is a creative individual that makes things that other people listen and are, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> mm. We're technically considered content creators, and I will not call myself a content creator. I Still am reporting than an the news, <laughs> and I'm also not an influencer. <laughs> Although yeah, you if don't you pay me enough shit. money, I'll be an influencer. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, start giving me the big bucks, and I'll say whatever you want about whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Anthem, there's a lot best of game uh, ever. information that they're looking like. One of the things that they're that they're basically trying to say is that they might basically get rid of an entire hall and make like these little like entertainment district experiences um and they have like a map that goes over the west hall um and i can't quite tell if they're saying like oh yeah this will like replace the west hall with all with like eight different experience things or if they'll be dispersed throughout because it's really hard to tell um a lot of this is like slideshows that they put that they put into a uh, a presentation to the board. It was a pitch deck that they had going into it. So there were a lot of people that basically just were like voting yes or no on certain things. I guess some of the good things are that it looks like they're going to move forward with an industry-only day, which I fucking love. <laughs> and then, what, another 10,000 I was going to get to the bad news, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to All bask bad. in the glow that we would be able to get an entire day to ourselves again where we don't have to worry about the huddled masses coming in and stinking up the place. Because I'm sorry, I know that people that listen to this don't get to go as industry people. I would hope that our listeners know how to bathe regularly. I know I do. (laughs) But that's one of those things. By regularly, you mean like once a month, right? No, god damn it. (laughs) Like we talked about this for Game On Expo. Like they had to specifically put into their like into their panelist thing of like make sure that you bathe regularly. I'm like more than once a day. Like what what do you consider regularly? And then we're like, oh no, yeah, some people bathe like once a month. You can say that out loud, Anne. There you go. How could you be comfortable? (laughs) At some point, you get really comfortable with all that oil all over you. With your crust? Yeah. Yeah, I'm super comfortable with being crusty in multiple places. Does my dog licking all the oil off of me count as a bath? (laughs) All my kitty cats. My 12 cats. That's why they smell like that. It's because of the cats. It's not because they don't bathe. Oh, God. Both. It's both. <laughs> oh, it's both. Oh, my God. Um, one of the things that it looks like might happen, like, they very much alluded to the return of Sony next year, which which we all kind of figured. It's like they just weren't going to be there this year because they had absolutely nothing to talk about. Um, but, yes, the return of Sony, which will be nice. We, we need the return of Sony. 
um, they were trying to do like they're trying to basically make it more of like an influencer setup, and they wanted to pay for people to come, like sports stars, and they're like, and that got turned down. We don't need that bullshit. The money that has to be paid to the ESA does not need to bring in fucking sports stars. They can either get a comped fucking ticket from one of the devs like they usually do, or they can pay 150, 250 bucks, or if they are in the industry at all, they can get an industry badge. It's like, that's how it works. There's a, there's a process that goes through. All you got to do is make sure that you plan at least a month and a half ahead. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so they, uh, as Chris said, they did vote yes to allow another 10,000 people in, which sucks. I guess like, it's one of the things that we talked about after not this year. So 2018's E3, when we talked about like, oh yeah, we could totally go to Anime Expo and then we saw pictures of Anime Expo and it looked even worse than fucking E3 and we were like, oh no, I'm so glad that I wasn't there. There's a, uh, Daniel Ahmad put a a little like comparison of of traffic at gaming expos and Gamescom gets 373,000. China Joy gets 365,000. Brazil Game Show gets 325,000. Taipei Game Show 320. Paris Games Week 316. Tokyo Game Show 262. G-Star Korea 235. Way down there at 66,000 people. Everybody goes, except for some industry people who don't show up for the third day now, which makes sense considering the gamers are there all day long. But, plan meetings during those times. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Sorry, multi-pass, (laughs) multi-pass. Oh, just get me the fuck out of (laughs) here. What time's our next meeting? 20 minutes? I'm gonna go stand outside. (laughs) When's our last meeting? When can we go get drinks okay <laughs> well that's just in general though like even yeah. before the gamers were like when's our last meeting my legs hurt i need beer beer and food yes beer and food beer and food food definitely like we don't get enough food while we're there at all but that's okay like most of us could stand to lose a little weight <laughs> <laughs> intermittent fasting yes that's what i do <laughs> Very nice. all right let's see here do 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 do, do. okay a French court has ruled that Steam's ban on reselling used games is contrary to European law, which means what's good for the goose, good for the gander. We could probably get video game reselling digital-wise here. And if it happens to Steam, that means that Microsoft and Sony will have to kowtow to it as well. Yay. You can actually make audible noises, and You continually make like like hand gestures and everything. I'm trying you to can't gather participate. my thoughts. Okay. You can actively participate. It's okay. I understand. No, I was going to say, it's, this is great news for those people who have like 200 fucking games in their library that they've never played. Like, oh yeah, I'll just buy that and I play it for two hours and yep, okay. Oh, yeah, that's, this and game sucks. I'm sure at least Don't one at of me. the three of us is one of those motherfuckers. So, you know. Don't at me. Yep, yeah, it's Chris. that motherfucker. I was going to say, rip, it's Chris. Man, I, ne- oh. I need to log in with your account again. I want to see how many games you have unplayed. Can you give us a count there, Chris? Unplayed? Yeah. Uh, I want to know how many Steam games you, you that? own. That's awesome. I own 88 games. Over half of them are unplayed, I bet. No. Yikes. It's that fucking summer sale. The Steam sale like <laughs> pops up and I've your wallet majority gets of my by games. Gaben. I played majority of my games. It's just how long have I played them? That, yeah. I played this one for 15 minutes. That counts. <laughs> counts. Played it. <laughs> but did you beat it? Oh, man. That's a low count. <laughs> so it's good news for Chris. Oh, yeah. 
But it's the same thing with uh, with PS4 and Xbox. Like, you should be able to resell those games. Um, yeah, I don't know exactly how it'll work with PS4 and Xbox, though, because you don't really get, like, serial numbers, like, keys, you know? So, we'll have well, to figure out Well, there has to be an identifier on it. They'll just have to convert that, I guess. It'll yeah. require work on their end, but, you know. That's what governments do, make corporations work, right? I don't sure. know. So far... Uh, Europe has been cracking down the whip on everybody, especially all them, you know, surprise game mechanics and bullshit like that. Gambling for children? Yes, gambling for gambling for fucking thirty-eight-year-old men. I get sucked into that bullshit as well. Um, right should... here, literally, Guild Wars Two has the exact same thing, and it's people in Belgium can't buy them. It's a box that like a random bunch of crap comes out of, and you pay real money for the key. Nice. Mm-hmm. Surprise. Yeah, it's just straight up gambling. That's all it oh, is. Yeah. For me, it's Gasha games. Fuck. Especially Dokken Battle, which, God, they're still raking in fucking cash on that one. Oh, man, that's another thing that I need to find. Someone give some filler while I find this thing real quick. <laughs> yeah, I think I only have one game I haven't played. One game that you haven't played. And what's that one game? You must tell us. Uh, I said a Corsa Comparezone. It's a really access game. Wait, you have not played... A subtle Corsa yet? No, I played a subtle Corsa. I haven't played the new one that's in early access. Uh, oh, not, it's still in early access. Yeah. Okay. And so I was going to ask the you. earlier you buy it, the cheaper it is. Well, I did mm. play it. I did play it at E3, so I guess I have played it. Nope, doesn't count. Although the early access is pretty much exactly the same thing, yeah. so yeah, it probably does. Um, fuck, I can't find the thing. Anyways, Dokken Battle is like raking in another hundred and fifty million. No, two hundred million dollars over the course of a month. It's a lot of fucking money for a mobile game. Most of it's in Japan. They pulled in like $116 million from Japan. <laughs> Japan loves gacha games. They especially love uh, they especially love Dragon Ball and Fate gacha games. <laughs> the physical ones, too. Uh, at Saboten, there were multiple vendors selling the little toys that come out and the, like specifically the dragon ball ones oh the capsule the, ones yeah the capsule ones yeah where it's like the you get a, you get a little dragon gacha. ball you get a dragon ball in it and then you open it up mm-hmm. and you got the little thing little goku so this, or whatever yeah see, i'm fine with those you actually get something just and like if you have mystery a duplicate, boxes yeah if you have a duplicate you can give it to your friend like i get a dupe of that and i'm like oh i've already got super saiyan god super saiyan goku here chris have Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan Goku, and he can just have it. Yeah, some of those mm-hmm. games have ways to combine duplicates, some don't. Well, they just do depends. have ways to combine them, but then they mean jack diddly when you've got one that's like completely max essay and completely path, like I do on Dokken Battle, and <laughs> I've got a few characters that I've just got like really nice characters that I've got extra dupes just sitting in my box because I feel, like, feel really bad bobbing them <laughs> and selling them for points, which sucks. But like if they had like some trade system, I think that would make things a lot better. But it would also it'd be a really hard way to police the the mod scenes. You know what I mean? Yeah, it would have to be like a flat trade, like equal trade or something like that, like equal level trade. Something like that. And then they would have to make like some real like full on ranking. Anywho, uh, we're going to do two Borderlands things back to back with this. Borderlands 3 made an update slashing mayhem mode loot drops. Which kind of pissed off a lot of people. When you go into mayhem mode, which mayhem mode is the the end game mode where everything's much much harder, loot drops have apparently dropped, and they actually did it as a patch and pissed off a lot of people. 
which is not good. Um, it's really with a game that's been plagued from launch with crashing issues on PCs and frame rate drops on a lot of PCs, as well as frame rate drops on console, like slow menus as well. Like Jason was messaging us earlier and he's like, have they fixed the slow menus yet on Borderlands 3? And I'm like, no, still there. Um, <laughs> So yeah, there's there's some problems that they really need to iron out, and I think that that nerfing the game is not one of the things that they need to focus on. But what do they care? In other news, Borderlands Three has crossed five million copies sold in its first five days. <laughs> PC sales are incredibly strong. Quotes two K, <laughs> which. Yeah, they are making money hand over fist on this game. It was It's now the fastest selling 2K game, um, the fastest selling PC game that 2K has ever had as well. It is a juggernaut powerhouse that is destroying everything. And if you head over to the uh, Ivy at First Facebook and Twitter accounts, you can get, uh, we're, start, we're starting to stockpile uh, shift keys. So we, we'll just like post them up there if you guys need some place to find a repository of shift keys. You know, and you don't know how to find them on Reddit or through a simple Google search. <laughs> we will we will send them to you that way. Who all is playing Borderlands besides me? I am. It's a negative Ghost Rider. No. You should be. You should be in. Yeah, uh, no, I'm just not a first person shooter person right now. My interests lie elsewhere. What? Okay, without Borderlands and without playing Borderlands, how are you going to get? Quitty or witty banter like this. How do you feel about grave robbing? Robbing a human grave is on my bucket list. <laughs> I have no blood, so I'm taking yours. <laughs> All I can say is that it has good writing. Like it good has, for good yes. for that game, man. Tremendous like, writing. Nothing ruins a game, especially a game that has a series like that and like a legacy like Borderlands. Nothing ruins a game like that more with just like shitty writing. And like one of the things that I really like is that they don't care about going ad lib too like we've talked about before with borderlands 2 a lot of handsome jack's like banter that he had over the over the the comm system was all just ad lib like the whole pretzel thing but stallion literally got pulled out of his ass which was awesome (laughs) that's amazing Um, i did not know that I have not gotten super far into it because I had some other games that I needed to play. Um, Chris, is has Butt Stallion made a return yet? I don't know, because I got pulled off for a review yeah. copy game as well. Oh, we all got pulled away from yep. Borderlands. Yeah. Oh, review way, codes. It's still or great, yes. weren't there to begin with. Yeah, it's, it's hilarious. We, we pay money to play a game, and then we have to put it down because somebody <laughs> gives us another game. <laughs> oh, man. Uh... <laughs> Okay, so that's enough about that. Uh, in sad news, Sid Haig, uh, who's best known as Captain Spaulding from House of a Thousand Corpses, Devil's Rejects, and Three from Hell, has died at the age of 80 earlier today. Very sad. Um, and I actually I sent it to to my friend Darren, and he just looked. He like said he's like, "Is this a joke?" It sucks. I'm like, he was 80, but I was like, I know it's not a joke because the person that. Uh, the person that posted about it like is a good friend of mine that posted like a bunch of pictures of her meeting him at various cons and talking about how how he's like the greatest person one of the greatest people she'd ever met and so on i'm like oh that sucks so yeah um oh well hey uh 
on a unre- well related and unrelated note, if you missed Three from Hell in the theaters last week, they are going to do another showing. Fathom Events has, has decided that because it did so well, almost made like $2 million on very select uh, showings across the U.S. Um, if you want to see Two from Hell, you can go to the theaters on Monday, October 14th to see Two from Hell again in theaters if you want to. So look up fathomevents.com and try and find that because if you like slasher movies and you like the Devil's Reject series, you'll probably like that. Um, in quasi-related news, uh, Sunset Overdrive is officially owned by Sony now. <laughs> so as we talked about with the purchase of Insomniac, uh, where they had they had all those games and they, they briefly went to the Microsoft side and were like, we're going to make a game that's not very good for Microsoft because it's not a very good console. Now Sony owns it. I don't know what they're going to fucking do with it, but it has been confirmed that the rights went back to Insomniac, and then once Sony bought Insomniac, now Sony owns Sunset Overdrive. So, so yay? Yay? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> what does that even mean? It's just news. <laughs> okay. I just meant, is it, is it, does it mean new platforms for that game? It could be. It could be that that's, they reinvent the game. Saying which might be a good thing. Like it remains to be seen. Um, they did such a good job with Killzone as far as like first person shooter mechanics that I'm actually surprised that that sunset overdrive didn't do better. You mean um, resistance or resistance? Sorry, not yeah. Killzone. God damn it. <laughs> that was gorilla. Yep. <laughs> but resistance was still good. They had a really good, it was a really good <laughs> platform for first person shooting with resistance, even though they fucked up the story with three. Um, it still actually was a good functioning game. So it really kind of sucks that they do that over. But we'll see if maybe they do something with Sunset Overdrive then. Um, Sunset Overdrive Turbo. <laughs> Sunset Turbo Drive. They'll have to change it. It'll hey, the graphics like, are beautiful. It'll be like Overdrive and then just a big old stamp. So, <laughs> Turbo Drive. I'm, I'm here for it, honestly. I love that kind of shit. I mean, look behind me for fuck's sake. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. No, I'm here for anything like cheesy like that. I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> All right, uh, the creator of Berserk, which, uh, as we've talked about before, Kentaro Mura, who is draws really detailed shit, and it takes forever for him to draw Berserk. He is saying that he hopes to speed up serialization soon, which hopefully is good because they've been on fucking hiatus for like another year and a half. <laughs> so, in good manga news, you might get more Berserk. Um, if you haven't been reading Berserk, you should read it. It's kind of like a really good mindfuck of like what the fuck is going on in there. Um, <laughs> if you watch the anime, the anime is nowhere near as bad as the manga yet. <laughs> but the anime, the newer anime, did follow the manga a lot more than the first season. So like when they when they did the first season back in the '90s, that one was okay. It was actually still pretty tame in comparison to the to the manga. The new animes, seasons two and three, are pretty close to it you know sex demons made out of entrails and giant penis ogres and Anne's looking at me like she's never watched berserk no i've watched i've watched the old school one but i am here i have never read the manga and i now i'm like how i'm like berserk is fucked up down on my notepad oh Oh, i love berserk i just have not seen any of the more recent iterations oh my god i've been on an anime hiatus until very recently oh dear god all right so now we are we are screen sharing berserk Berserk penis ogre. <laughs> yes. This is going to be in your search history, not mine. Hell yeah. Thanks, bud. <laughs> Boom. Berserk penis ogre. 
Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> you know what? Beauty's in the eye of the beholder, Eric. I don't want to hear your judgments. All right. Let's I think see it's here. beautiful. Um, sex, berserk, sex, demon, entrails. There she is. She's made out of guts. Not guts the guy. She's just made out of guts in general. Very interesting. <laughs> this one. No, no, that's not it either. Um, but yeah, uh, recently in the manga, before they went on hiatus, they actually brought back Casca from her insanity. It was a long fucking road for them to do that, but but she is no longer as crazy. Crazy. Still a little crazy. Still but... crazy. No, no. Actually, she's no. She's well. We don't know yet, but she's supposedly not crazy at all. Like they they had to they had to enter into the astral realm and go into her and go into her subconscious. And piece together her mind from various like bits and pieces, and they basically like dragged this doll corpse of Casca in a coffin up to the top of a hill, put this teeny little teeny tiny version of Casca inside the doll in order to repeat her. Like it's super weird. <laughs> and you, yay, more creepy dolls. It's way weird. It, no, 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 no. Like, like a well, yeah, the the doll part. Yeah, that one was pretty creepy, but. Like the the little bitty casca that they had, I mean, like little itty bitty casca was like this tiny little sprite version of her. <laughs> Jason's gonna be listening to this and going, "God damn it! They're talking about too much manga and anime for a video game podcast." Literally one story, bud. One story. Oh, I'll talk about more. Two stories. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to more anime news. <laughs> Konosuba Legend of Crimson is getting a 4DX release in Japan in October. If you don't know what that means, that means that not only do you get 3D glasses, but they also like make shit happen around you. They like, they, like shoot air in front of your face and they like spritz you with water. And... <laughs> Have you never done any of these before? They set you on fire. Yeah, they set you on fire. Obviously, it's like... <laughs> I'm assuming that they're gonna like have like heat in front, like a like a really fast moving uh, hair dryer type thing where like coils heat up real quick for the explosions, which I'm assuming are also going to be very plentiful during this because explosion. Um, well, it can only happen once. Day. How many days is this movie? <laughs> I am a firm believer that there should be an explosion in at least every episode of Konosuba. All right, we finally have a release date for Killer Queen Black, everybody. Yay! Killer Queen Black comes out on October 11th, which you can buy it for $20. 20 bucks online only game. Actually, not even online only. It just has no story. It's online or local multiplayer only, which is awesome. Um, $20, and you can buy a Steam slash Humble Bundle for $60, and you get four copies of the game for the price of three. So you can hook up your whole team. That's or at least one, amazing. one like slacker member of your team. <laughs> I love how Killer Queen focuses on bringing gaming into the physical world and bringing people together. It's like, as someone who's just been watching the community from the outside for, like, the last six years through Chris and some of Chris's friends, like, it's freaking amazing. Chris has no friends. He has friends. <laughs> I'm not a friend. Yeah, I was going to say, you're just not one of them. <laughs> Sorry, you're not part of the, the inner circle. Is it like that one guy from uh, Demon Slayer? Yes. He's like, you yes. have no friends. I have friends here, all my friends. All my Quiet. friends. Quiet. There's nobody there. <laughs> <laughs> 
You know this is why nobody likes you. Everybody likes me. People like me. <laughs> oh, and you're on your anime hiatus, which means you haven't watched Demon Slayer, have you? No, but literally it's on my list right now. Okay, no, hold up. I just finished. I was watching some Hunter x Hunter because I'm a 10-year-old boy. Okay, don't judge me. What kind of anime? Like, imagine imagine I, I'm a 10-year-old boy. That's the kind of anime I watch. I like Naruto. <laughs> I like Naruto for so like kicking things. Okay, is the newer Hunter x Hunter as fucked up as the old one was? I don't know because honestly, I can't find the dub and I hate subs. I hate reading. So <sighs> reading is for books. Reading is not for anime. So Reading is for TV as well. I'm going to be, mm-hmm. well, okay, so I'm going to be on Team Funimation because I know that Funimation is going to do only dubs. So I'm going to be that guy or gal, whatever you want to say. And Funimation I know all of you guys too. are. Yeah. Yeah, but they're focusing almost entirely on dubs now. Like, that's going to be their main focus, which I am here for. That's what I read. That's what I read. Well, they they were think Crunchyroll's going to focus Crunchy on roll, subs. But now they're not, so... Well, it's easy to include the sub, so, like, yeah. why not? But f- for me, like, I'm not even considering a Crunchyroll subscription right now because I can't find uh, dubs for stuff, and I don't like to read, so... That's why you get a you get a VRV subscription like we have, and then you get High Dive with it as well. And High Dive gets you all that extra classy TVMA <laughs> anime that you can watch. Domestic Girlfriend. I am here for whatever that is. We will have to get... We will have to talk after, after this... After this recording. <laughs> Yes, anyway. uh, VRV uh, <laughs> is made by Crunchyroll, but it's like this weird conglomeration of like anime stuff. So they have like all the Crunchyroll stuff, in which case Konosuba Season 1 is on their dub. They just don't have Season 2 dubbed I yet. I thought they had Season 2 dubbed on there now. Mm, I don't think so. One of my friends was telling me that they still didn't. Um, but I can look that up. Anyways, uh, so they don't have... they They have like a lot of other things on there too, but then you also get... Uh, in this case, uh, High Dive, which High Dive has a bunch of other anime that you don't find on a lot of other services, um, and they do like they do DVD release dubs and stuff like that on there. Which is where we're watching yeah, our High Dive, next I think anime. Is Sentai Filmworks, I think. Yeah, that's okay. right. But that's where we're watching uh, another or a bunch of our uh, our next anime is Mutobushi Colors dub and only found on High Dive. So if you have a VRV subscription, you can watch Mutsubushi Colors with us. Okay, I might have to go do that then. Okay, they have uh, Spanish and Portuguese dub and Russian, but they do not have the English dub for season two of Konosuba. Yo hablo español y por eso sería bien. No, Russian. Be good practice for my Spanish. <laughs> See, there you go. You can watch the Spanish dub. Yeah, or, I was like, literally, the Spanish dub is will be preferable. At least I'll understand like a third of what's going on. Or be a true weeb and try and learn Japanese. No, I have. Okay, so I have been a Japanophile, which is like the real word for weeaboos. Um, no, weeb is the real word. I was word. like 12. No, you can't convince me. Okay, so weeb is like the, the kid that's into anime and just anime the japanophiles into everything japanese wait but weebs love samurai swords too yeah just because you're a sword guy doesn't make you a freaking aficionado of culture okay yes it does i see you too no. are a man of culture no milady <laughs> oh man okay <laughs> moving on it has come to our attention that Minecraft is still very big, and Minecraft attracts 112 million players per month. Children. Nah. Yeah, players. I know some adults players. play it too. 
And I did say, though, when Chris sent this to me, I was like, that's a lot of kids. And he's like, well, there's a lot of adults. I'm like, okay, but even if you're conservative and you say 40 to 50% are kids, that's a lot of fucking kids. That's a shitload of kids. (laughs) So real talk, my D&D group on Sundays, uh, they bring all their kids and all their kids do is play Minecraft. Like all four or five of them just sit there and play Minecraft. So I'm like, nope, kids, kids. I also, I teach kids in English, group. and I, they all play Fortnite and Minecraft. That's oh, damn doing. it, you just ruined it now. I was going to say, oh. you know what I like about that D&D group? Their kids play Minecraft and not fucking Fortnite. <laughs> They're too young to play Fortnite. Oh, yeah, Fortnite. Get, like, if Fortnite 2 comes out in, like, three or four years, that we're done. Nope, still won't be allowed in the house. They're going to have to have their own room. Fortnite is not allowed <laughs> in my house. Um, Ronan, Ronan is not allowed to play it. He oh, knows wow. that Fortnite is bad, and he knows... My dad hates Fortnite. Good. <laughs> Fortnite's You're not allowed your in my house. Correctly. I'm hey, so proud he of could you be right making now. millions of dollars playing Fortnite, dude. I've seen He's him play He's not a sixteen-year-old. <laughs> I've seen him play. He can't fucking make millions of dollars playing Fortnite. I can guarantee <laughs> that right <Wow>. now. <laughs> He's gonna like one day he's gonna be reviewing recordings of Daddy's podcast and hear that and be like, "Wow, Dad, Ronan, you're seven years old and you suck at gaming." (gasps) Sorry, dude. (laughs) Sacre bleu. French can't help you either. Anywho, uh, we we won't end on a on a bad note, so we're gonna do one before the other. Dev from Watchdog Legions shared a great picture of all of their awards. Five of them from E3 were from IGN. Five. Five awards from the same website. Yeah, it's and just we can't dumb. figure out why. Was it just like multiple genres? We don't know. Well, or? they they don't say. They just say nominee. I, <laughs> They're all the exact same looking award. Yeah, they all look exactly They're identical. The same. So they have five awards up on this giant wall, along with some other stuff, like other people and whatnot. One from our sister site, Cog, um, which is definitely like the stepsister, redheaded stepsister site now. Um, but you know who they don't have an award from? Us, because that game sucks and we're not going to play it. Anyways... <laughs> Yikes. Well, maybe just make, you know, your grandma gang. <laughs> this is the Golden true. Girls. I, w- I would make a Golden Girls gang. <laughs> but I know that, like, they would make it next to impossible for, do- for me to make that Golden Girls gang. So I'm like, I don't want to put forth the effort to make the Golden Girls gang at this point. But can you imagine if you just got a fucking old person uprising in Britain just murdering people? All oh, the old people. No one expects Hacking it. Hacking the shit out of you. All of a sudden, a fucking Uzi comes out of Grandma's handbag. Sounds like a really weird Doctor Who episode. I think it actually was a Doctor Who episode. <laughs> I was going to say, it's pretty, pretty close to a Doctor Who episode. <laughs> but it's fine. Oh, man. <laughs> and for all of you Red Dead Online players, Zombies will be coming in Undead Nightmare 2, which is coming out sometime in October. I forget exactly what day. Keep an eye out for updates for Red Dead Re- for Red Dead Redemption 2 Online because you will get to play zombie mode. <laughs> all right. All right, so we're going to get on to what we are playing, in which case, and since you're doing You Were Wrong Because Reasons, because you're the FNG, you will go first on what you are playing. You can okay. keep the uh, the one that you and I both played together for uh, to interject with mine. Copy. Okay. So right now I am mostly playing Nino Kuni, um, the re-release for Nintendo Switch. Uh, this is basically like an eight-year-old game, 
but they've re-released not a, it. No. Not a game for eight-year-olds, although it does have that Ghibli <laughs> style. Hey, I'll get there, okay? <laughs> it was originally released for the PS3 to give people some perspective for how old this fucking game is. Um, but it, in my opinion, it still holds its own, especially because they've, you know, of course, done a little bit of graphical updates. It, it's not too obvious, but it's it's super beautiful. Um, and honestly, I'm not in a PlayStation house, so for me, this is a completely new genre, or not genre, a completely new game. Um, like, never have had a PlayStation. My husband has never had a PlayStation, so we've had, we got everything but. So, uh... It's, this has been pretty great uh, to try this uh, this new game out, which, um, honestly, I'm, I am a Ghibli fan. I'm not a giant Ghibli fan, but enough of one to know that my favorite Miyazaki film is Spirited Away. So, like, the graphics of this game they're are... They're definitely Ghibli-esque, I would say. Yeah. No, they're, <laughs> well, well they a... are. They're produced by Ghibli Studios. No, yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's a Ghibli-inspired Ghibli game and Ghibli-designed like game, but the, the game itself is made by a video game company. But all of the character design, story, everything like that was was a Studio Ghibli affair. The developer was Level 5, and Level 5 made Dark Cloud. If you got a PS2, which was fun, yeah, and I, Dark Cloud too, and then um, the more recent one, Professor Layton, which has been turned into an anime, which I need yes. to watch. I have <laughs> <it>. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's like a two, uh, like a one or two year old anime now at this point. So, but it's kind of my style. So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm interested. But I'm playing it on the, like I said, I'm playing it on the Nintendo Switch release, and um, it's basically just a very immersive, beautiful game. Uh, I'm a huge graphics aficionado, aficionado, so for me, it's just mostly enjoying a really nice story, interactive environments, and for the Nintendo crowd, it really is perfect for as a genre, in, like as a genre game. So, how far are you in it right now? Not very far. Okay, because this is a very, very long, long game. game. <laughs> I know, I know. I haven't a lot of, I haven't had a lot of time to play it, honestly. You don't have, you don't have a a long hour line train commute. <laughs> No, no, I do not. I work from home, so I have to plan out my day. Also, I lead a guild in another game, so in an ongoing game. Yeah, I guess. Um, okay, so I will say Nino Kuni Wrath of the White Witch is an awesome game. It was one of my favorite games for the PlayStation 3, um, as you talked about it. It was, it was a late PlayStation 3 game, so it definitely took a lot of a lot of the PS3 power. That's one of the best things about getting a game that comes late in the console cycle is that it uses up as much um, as you can get. Like Shadow of the Colossus for the PS2 was one of the late PS2 games, and it used every bit of fucking processing power that they had on the, on the PS2. But this game did a great job. Um... There were a lot of things that they pulled out of this game when they made the second one, according to Jason, which I still haven't played the second one specifically because Jason gave it such a bad review. Um, but story-wise, it's awesome. Um, it's definitely... They took a lot of cues from... Let's see here. They took a lot of cues from a lot of other Japanese-style games, especially uh, uh, Dragon Quest games, where you think the story's over, and then no, it's not, and then you think the story's over again, and then oh, no, it's not, and then you think the story's over again, and it's still not over. And it might start to drag a little bit because you're like, fuck, how many times is this story supposed to end? 
<laughs> but it's definitely a worthwhile set. Um, I would say that the one thing that I didn't like is that one of the big mechanics that plays early in the game is that you're a human from from like regular Earth and you travel to this world and you don't do that very often in the game. I wish that the story allowed for more transporting back and forth between regular Earth and this like fantasy realm. Interesting, because in the iteration I'm playing... Is it just a you know direct copy of the yep. PS? Okay, so uh, well, it's with, I've already with graphical gone... updates. Okay, so I've I, I mean I've gone back at least once now, twice. Yes, yeah. you you so. go through. I think it's like two or three times for like an eighty-hour game almost. Like two wow. or three times is not okay. that much. Um, might not be eighty. It might be sixty hours. But either way, it's like you don't. You at some point you just stop traveling back to Earth, wow. and there's no need for you to go back. And everything that you're doing is all in in the fantasy realm. Um, I mean, I'm trying not to spoil too much for you since you no haven't worries. played the game. No, it's fine. <laughs> Honestly, like you can spoil something for me. I'll forget about it. It's fine. I have the memory of a gnat. Um, <laughs> honestly, I just want to talk about how well developed and written a character Mr. Drippy is and how eternal <laughs> and just wonderful and charming and how in love I am with him. Um, he's ridiculous and... Just, With his you know, lantern hanging from a <laughs> nose ring off of his nose. <laughs> yes, his character design, the fact that he's ridiculous and Scottish, just all of it from top to bottom is wonderful. Um, and as always in Ghibli, it has that little twinge of weird, which makes it perfect in my opinion. It's, That's why I love Spirited Away so much. Yeah, it, it's Ghibli. It has to have that twinge of weird. I know, exactly. No, I, I that's why I, I'm such a fan. Like, I'm not a huge Totoro fan, which is like <gasps> every... What? It's cute, but... Totoro's awesome. Of course it is, but I'm, I love Spirited Away for the art and just the entire aesthetic of it. Spirited Away is really good, too, but I love Totoro. Totoro is... um, And I guess maybe, like, I, I might be mildly biased because I got the chance to watch it with my, like, really young toddler son. So yeah. watching a kid, like, a little kid watch it and love how the love how the the little like the little young sister like interacts and does everything like it it's awesome and it makes me like watching Totoro even more um I'm still waiting for him to get to the age where we can watch Princess Mononoke oh how because, old do you think that is like uh, eight nine ten got another I think he's still got another year or two on it okay. because uh he's already watched um Nausicaa in the Valley of the Wind which has some blood in it but Mononoke's got like actual violence and blood. Um, yeah, so yeah. the first time he watched uh, Nausicaa in the Valley of the Wind, he, he fell asleep. <laughs> but I think he yeah. was like like four and a half or five. Um, and then when they when they played it recently this year for the part of the, the G Kids series in the theaters, I took him to see it again and he loved it. So then we made Shannon watch it on Blu ray. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. So, anything else you want to say about about Nina the Kuni? game? No, but I am playing two other games. Sweet. <laughs> I'm always playing, like, three or four different games. Um, and I like to play, like, indie games. So, right now I'm playing Minotaur. Um, if you guys watch my stream at all, I have been streaming this, I think, two or three times so far. It's a visual novel um, made by, like, eight people in this game studio. And they don't even all live in the same city. They're from all over the world. Um, and they developed this game together. They called U7 or U of 7 University, or Universe of 7, excuse me. And a uh, really interesting model for uh, game development. 
But uh, this is a mostly a PC game, and it's kind of uh, anime stylized. It's set in cyber uh, cyberpunk uh, setting. Um, cyberpunk in... with minotaurs. <laughs> <laughs> no, not with minotaurs. Minotaur. Uh, well, I can't. I won't spoil it. But the the minotaur is just the name of something in the game. Um, but the game and well, they have a visual novel. They have the game as well, which is also a visual novel. They have a prequel written novel, and then they have an immersive game they're working on that has class system. And all of these are based in the same world, like fully built out world, which is really interesting. Um, one of the reasons I wanted to talk about this game and focus on it is because of that. I'm a huge world building fan and I like that. So what are you laughing at? <laughs> I'm not laughing at you. So because Fine. I'm like, oh, what game is this? Um, so I pulled it up on Steam and you go through, like, I was like, okay, well, I'll just go through, you know, the screenshots while Anne's talking and I'm going through and it's like showing everything. And you get towards the end, and there's, like, this computer screen with a Nico cat girl that says, You're a thorough one, aren't you? This is, like, the 15th screenshot. And then the next one is, Just buy the game already. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I was going to say the little, like, guide character in the game is a little Neko, like, AI. And she and it's very fan servicey, and they put her in all the little like cutesy positions oh, yeah. and make her say all the weird shit, and I love she's it. She's basically in a in a metal bikini. Sort of. She's wearing like just like a little like kind of like lingerie, and then like metal like things like she's shackled or whatever, because you know. Anyway, um, <laughs> it's obviously developed by all men. Um, you don't know that. <laughs> and actually, there are a couple women I think that work for this team. Um, but None it doesn't of them matter. Designers. I'm I, whatever. I was here for it. I am not going to complain about any of that. And honestly, I'm not traditionally a visual novel fan, but I really think after this game specifically and seeing like a kind of built out world, I'm more interested in the genre um, in general, especially more anime ones. I'm not talking about gal games. I'm talking about actual like the visual novel cross with a puzzle game genre. That's really I've seen a couple coming up on the. What are you laughing at now, goddammit? <laughs> I love that you're like, not the gal games, especially the visual novel with puzzles, and I'm like, honey pop. <laughs> Such a hater. Such a hater. Whatever, man. Honey pop's great. I just yeah, want to say the Minotaur is still in development. They've only released one of like six stories, and so the game's going to keep developing. And if you buy in now, I think it's like 1350 and you keep. You're going to get all of the... Oh, buy, it's gone up. You can buy a bundle, Minotaur and Nod's Root soundtrack for oh, 15% yeah. off. It's 1868. Yeah, so the soundtrack is very piano-based. If you really like sweet anime piano music, I would highly recommend. Um, personally, turn that, buy this. <laughs> turn that shit off after the first stream and put some lo-fi on. No offense, but it's just not my bag. What? Um, piano music's great. Jason loves soundtracks, by the I way. I played piano for oh, like 10 years, and let me tell you, it's just not my thing. Um, <laughs> and they anyway. apparently they already have DLC. Yes. So it's $15. How long's the main part of the game? There is no main part of the game. There's just like six individual stories that are about the same length. That's what they're saying. No, they've only released one. But so you pay $15 for Minotaur. Right. Minotaur is the whole game. Nod's Path is the first character. You play as Nod. He's like this, like, 
You're derp, like awkward oh, wait, no, anime I'm sorry. dude. It says, it says nods throughout OST, so you can buy the OST separate. Okay, never mind. Yeah, no, sorry. it's just the music from that gotcha, part okay. of the game. So they're trying to, well, rather than charge for the extra parts of the game, they're trying to break up the soundtrack and get people to pay for it if they like it, which is fine. I mean, some people like soundtracks it's and some beautiful. people don't. But it's not for me. Like, I like some soundtracks. It's just not, this isn't one of them. Um, if I want to hear piano music, I'll go play piano. Um, but anyway. I could play um, better. No, not even close. <laughs> not even close, but it's just not a genre of music I enjoy listening to. Um, but anyway, so that's about all I got for that. Uh, hoping to f- do my final stream of that on Tuesday. So Okay, main question. Yeah, what's up? Pertinent, pertinent real <laughs> answers necessary on this. Okay. Is it a bionic hand or is he wearing a metal gauntlet? 100% bionic hand. And you want yeah. to know the best part about it? He cut his, he voluntarily cut his own arm off to try and improve himself so he could be a better guy for this lady in the story. Like this woman that is married to like his rival or some crap. I don't know. It's a very, very anime tropey story, but I, I love the art. <laughs> <laughs> Voluntary self mutilation to get the admiration of a girl. That doesn't sound like a healthy relationship. Who's married to someone else. Yeah. <laughs> relationship 100%. goals, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> the worst part. And well, okay. So the AI calls him out on all of this shit. So the game is like, he, the characters are written specifically. So like the, the little like voice can call him out on all of it it's, and just kind of make fun of him the whole time. Nice. Yeah. She'll love no, me if I cut off my arm. No, it's absolutely written. I'm not mad at all about it. Like it's it it doesn't take itself seriously. Oh. It's wonderful. I believe you. Like I I think that that is actually pretty cool. That it's like yeah. they they put in this bullshit thing and then they just call them out on it. Like oh, rather yeah. than rather than only you calling them out on it and them trying to pretend like it's normal and not weird at all. <laughs> yeah. No, the AI's like that's fucking weird. <laughs> and she actually. Cur- Curses, they actually drop the F-bomb in this game. Like, on the regular, he'll be like, fuck! <laughs> it's so great. And <laughs> nice. it'll be, like, written. No, it's wonderful. Um, I, I I think it's cool. And the world that they... Uh, that they built is like these are like these dome cities i haven't gotten too far into it enough to like know the lore wait but it's dome cities yeah like on multiple planets like different planets this is it's like oh okay yeah Never mind. Okay. it's hundreds of years in the future anyway it i was when, when you said that i immediately uh thought of friends at the table which have you ever listened to friends at the table Mm-mm. it's a actual play podcast where they <laughs> they do uh god what's the the system that they use uh they use dungeon world and some other ones for it but so it's like they have like their main story arc which is like very fantasy and then they've switched back a couple of times to like this like super sci-fi one that they've made up and the very first season of the super sci-fi one they had like dome cities on a terra or a non-terraformed planet that you had to tra- you had to like move from one city to another and like people lived all in cities so yeah, like as soon as you said it that's immediately on. what i pictured was that's that. basically what's going on here and i'm sure that that's inspired but you by said that. different you said different planets they so also this- have different planets but the dome cities um are connected by train oh that's and- exactly <laughs> so 100% i'm sure it's inspired by that um which is very interesting 
Um, but yeah, Especially think- considering one of the main characters in the second season is literally a hacker cat girl. Huh. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. No, I'm sure it, in part it's probably an homage to it, which is fine. It could be. <laughs> it's lovely. No, it's a wonderfully built out world. And I honestly am excited to read their uh, prequel novel, which is called Red Crown. When I finish the game, I'm the whole story, I'm going to go back and read that. And hey, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna judge them on that. I mean, as we've talked about, literally everything's already been done. If it hasn't been done, then you're wrong and the Simpsons did it. Yep. Simpsons did it. Simpsons did it. <laughs> and as we talked about in the last one, Simpsons sometimes have done it twice. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. And probably the second time was not as good as the first, if we're talking honestly. I don't know. I stopped watching The Simpsons years ago. Yeah, I I'm stopped actually... watching about eight years ago. What were you say, Chris? Oh, yeah. Simpsons did everything twice and <laughs> been going wrong. I was just agreeing with you guys. <laughs> I yeah, I, I just stopped say. watching. Yeah. yeah, I stopped watching it a while back. Yeah. Like, I, I just, it, it's fine. I got no problem with people that still watch it. I just honestly don't think I know a single person that still watches The Simpsons. I honestly thought it was not on the air anymore. No, they're just going. I think it's literally just going for the Guinness World Record now. Like they're just setting that bar extremely high for the longest running TV show ever. I don't know if the bar about being high. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty low these days as far as the writing's concerned on that show, at least from what I've heard. Probably. All right, yeah. so you said you wanted to talk about some Guild Wars 2 stuff. Oh, hell yeah. Okay, so I've been playing Guild Wars 2 basically every day for six years. I'm a no-lifer. <laughs> like, no, seriously, like, man! Like, totally Cartman in his basement, 100%. Like, that's me. <laughs> anyway, all right, so I lead a guild of about 100 dudes around age 30, just, like, to give you some perspective. Just all dudes? We have, like, five chicks besides me. <laughs> I'm No, I am, like, I'm 100% honest with y'all right now, and I love every single one of them. Anyway, um, so to give a uh, little background, uh, the, the developer ArenaNet is owned by NCSoft, and NCSoft um, produced uh, Wildstar and... Uh, shit lineage and lineage 2 back in the day so um for that you know that and so they also own arena net which is a uh, independent company that developed guild wars i can't believe that you 2. didn't say like the other really really big com- or big game that they created eve online <laughs> i know it's called spreadsheet online number one or it, it's, it's called, called something blow awful thousands of online. dollars in a war online yeah, no, 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 literally thousands of dollars com- competitive yeah. spreadsheeting yeah. Yes. No, Spreadsheet Online. I'm not going to talk about fucking Spreadsheet Online. My husband lost many hours of his life to that game. Never Which that game has been going on for fucking ever. I remember when it first yeah. came out. Fuck. Yeah. I think you could play it on a voodoo back in the day. Jesus. Yeah, I don't want to talk about Spreadsheet Online anymore. It makes me sad for so many reasons. But anyway. Anyways. Um, so earlier this year, ArenaNet had to let go. Well, basically because Wildstar tanked so fucking hard. Um, yeah. NCSoft said to ArenaNet, sorry guys, we can't afford to, you know, give you guys as much money as we have in the past, so you guys need to let some people go. So they're like, all right, um, we are going to offer up severance packages to whoever will take it. A bunch of people took them. Um, I had some devs in my guild, so I was able to be like, hey, what's going on? 
Um, and they're like, oh, we're taking severance packages. So about 200, 250 people ended up leaving. You can check out who ended up leaving and what positions they were in, but it caused the company to restructure. Um, all the development teams are completely different now. The way that they work, their schedules, um, the way that new content is developed is different. Um, so it's going to be really interesting to see how the, a seven-year-old, literally seven years old as of a month ago, <laughs> um, <laughs> is going gonna, is gonna to end up, uh, is gonna end up uh, maturing and, and aging because we have uh, WoW Classic came back and we probably lost five to 10% of our daily playership. Guild Wars two was only seven yeah guild wars one well no guild wars one was out in 2004 and is still being supported it has no new content obviously but yeah yeah but Um, i thought i like i remember god i remember being at at (laughs) e3 when they were talking about yeah no it was in development for two or three years it was, and it's in a really well fleshed out game. I mean, I'm I'm obviously obsessed, so I I am very biased. But oh, and um, I've I've seen it at like E3 multiple times. We've talked about how yeah. Guild Wars One. Um, I don't know if you've listened to the episodes where we talked about that, but Jason, if you go through, <laughs> let's see here. Uh, I'm gonna do a Google search real quick. Oh, Jason. Guild yeah. Wars E3 2004. Is that right? It'll be either 2003 or 2004, yeah. Um, damn it, where is it? <laughs> Anyways, there they they had a contest going where you like before Guild Wars came out, where like you actually played and you had to defeat like a, a giant raid boss and stuff like that. And Jason, um, our friend Nick, his ex-wife Kat, and a couple other people that we were at E3 with, all are still listed on a website as being the only like one of 50 people to complete the game it's pretty sweet yeah it was guild wars one yeah it was guild wars one i'm trying to find i i have it right now you only put you found it yeah Yeah. oh yeah there it is so long ago 2003 battle for the cube event 2003 Mm -hmm. yep that's right six was the year that jason and i went and that was the uh um that was the the playstation 4 or playstation 3 like announcement and whatnot fuck (laughs) Yeah, I can't believe that. Ye, yeah, Jason still shows up console. on there. Yeah, Jason used to uh, rock some fucking uh, Unreal Tournament, too. Yeah. He used to beat the shit out of people on Unreal Tournament. He uh, he took a game from Fatality once, too. <laughs> That's his one claim to fame, if you shit. remember who Fatality is. <laughs> oh, Jason Jason apparently is on Slack, and he just, as soon as you said it, he's like, my fame! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Oh man. So good. Okay. So uh so they're 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 redoing the storyline. Or not really uh, doing the storyline, but they're redoing the of. way that the storyline comes out. Is that correct? Essentially. So they instead of having like a season, which is what they've done in the past, they had five or four seasons. Um, this is going to be told in a story and it's going to be more of a small package so um traditionally they have releases every three months i don't think anything's going to change about that specifically about their release schedule um my guess is the next release will either be like new content release not holiday release because obviously they do you know halloween and christmas like every mmo or you know game that's going on like dead by daylight does a christmas event that kind of thing yeah anyway and no new content's going to come out until january or february but with that, it's going to be a new chapter in the story rather than a new installment of 
the season. And the way that they're they're going to package it is going to be rather than a new map, it's going to be on older maps. They're going to go back to old content, um, use some older mechanics. Um, which is exciting for some people and kind of a cop-out in the eyes of others. Um, as you know, like, communities in MMOs like to complain about everything, or video games in general like to complain about everything and anything. Um, <laughs> and the Never. Guild Wars 2 community... No, the Guild Wars 2 community is, is so loud. It's unbelievable. It's louder than the anti-vax community, I swear. <laughs> go to r slash Guild Wars 2. That's really fucking loud. Are you kidding see, me? It's unbelievably loud. Like, they need to... Calm down like as a person as a member of that community we we all need to take a few seats as it were but no i'm serious like we need to relax like they just lost 200 plus employees we can't expect the same product out of them it's a miracle they've been able to maintain the same content delivery losing a third of the people that work there and i still say that it's it's one of the better routes and the great thing is that it wasn't like guild wars like the way that they bring stuff out that fucked everything over. It was them trying to do another game that just tanked. Yeah, um, and I like the Guild Wars style. I like the Guild Wars style. It's like you know you you charge for the game, you don't charge for the online, and then you charge for the expansions because that's one of the things that I fucking hate about WoW and most MMOs. So you pay that monthly fee and then you pay for the expansions as well. And I don't have the time to play an MMO. I haven't had that right. time in goddamn forever. I don't even remember. So, yeah. uh, like, I've never been able to, like, justify $15 a month, except for when I, pay, I paid $15 a month for, like, two months for Final Fantasy. And then I got sucked into other stuff. And then I just, I was like, I got to get rid of this. It's not worth, <laughs> it's not worth shelling out that, that amount of money for a game that I'm not going to play. Um, so I think that that's one of the bullshit things about MMOs and it would be much better if they, if they do it like Guild Wars does, just charge for the game, keep the servers up. Server maintenance isn't that fucking high, you know, sure you need to make money, but you make money by selling the expansions and that's, that's it. That's true. Yeah. And gem store stuff or yeah. surprise or other mechanics. Things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the gotcha. Add, add microtransactions. Ooh, Jason is sending us pictures now. Excellent. Sweet. I hounded him. Is it penis wine? Tell me it's penis no, wine. No, he, he has not shown. He has not sent us anything about three penis wine or anything like that. Darn. But he did say that uh, he had mini hot pot for lunch. Build your which own looks mini hot pot. Delicious. Build your own mini hot pot. Yeah, build your own mini hot pot. And he had mochi ice cream pocket thingy, <laughs> <laughs> which is dope. That sounds amazing. But yeah, build your own mini hot pot with all all the kimchi. <laughs> 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 Taiwanese spicy noodles, Shanghai soup dumplings with soup. Oh, he's got the soup dumplings with the soup in the middle. Damn. Those things are apparently fucking amazing. I've yet to try them yet. Um, about as big as your fist, he says. Yeah, I was gonna say I've only seen those on like uh, Andrew Zimmern. Yeah, I have heard and, that uh, they're no reservations. Delicious. Yeah, no reservations, dude. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm sorry, but that hot pot and and mountain of beef that he has looks fucking delicious. Really good. We might need to share these pictures on like our Facebook so that people <laughs> like realize. Yes, Jason really is in China and eating all the things. <laughs> I think what we really need to do is just go out to a hot pot restaurant. Noodles and sticky rice served in a pineapple. Oh my god! Get rid of that pineapple part, and you got yourself something good. There's mango in that pineapple rice. Either that or it's pineapple. I can't tell. That's mango for sure. Zoom in on it. 
It, it looks like CSI it could be, but it also could trees. be enhance. Enhance. Um, it also <laughs> looks like it could just be pineapple. I don't know. Because pineapple, when you heat it up, gets brighter, too, just You're like right. a lot of things. So who knows? Uh, the world yeah, may never know. Yeah, these pictures are awesome. Fuck Jason. He's a goddamn asshole. Um, God, toppings for that fucking build your own hot pot. There's hot dogs. <laughs> Sorry, sausage. Outside of the United States, they are called sausages. Um, that was one of the things that I learned when I went to Germany. If you get potato soup with sausage in there, you're going to get potato soup with cut-up hot dogs. <laughs> it's still good. I'm just saying. It's, it's hot dogs. <laughs> okay, uh, so is that the last game that was not uh, doubled over by somebody else? Yes, that is it. That's all I'm playing. All right. So then I will go. I have one game, and then I've got a game that will be doubled over with Chris. Um, Yay! Actually, and the, the I've, I've got one other game too. But um, okay, so we got a we got actually two review copies for the Sojourn. Um, which, if you don't remember what the Sojourn is, it's a game that Jason played at the Mix at E3 this year. Um, and it's a it's a puzzle game. It's a, it's an action puzzle game. For it. I don't know the best way to describe it. Adventure uh, puzzle game. Adventure puzzle game? I don't know. That's the, the name g- of the genre. Eh, fuck that shit. Adventure just sounds stupid. <laughs> but uh, anyways, uh, so yes, it's an adventure puzzle game, as Anne says it. Um, and damn it, it's good. I, I saw it. I saw Jason playing it at E3, and I thought it actually looked really good. It was a, a very low dev portion. Uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't the full build of the game when they had it. Uh, graphically, it looked... It looked beautiful. Um, looks even better now because he was playing it on like a, a barely 1080i monitor, I think, at that point. And I'm able to play it on a 4K screen <laughs> <laughs> on a PS4 Pro. And it looks beautiful. Um, it actually has a lot of really good, interesting mechanics. Um, and you said that it's basically what? And we should change your mind? It's Portal. Change Only my mind. Bit. How far did you get? Not very far, honestly. Like, just through the first chapter. Okay, so just through the first chapter. So that means that you didn't get super far. There's a lot more that's non-portal. So I guess where you're thinking the portal is that you walk through the gateway that leads you into the dark, and then you can swap spaces, right? Yeah, the swap spaces specifically with the stone. Say that five times fast. With the obelisk thing or the statue or or whatever. The wing thing. (laughs) Yes, the winged statue. The, the ovary-shaped thing. Anyway, <laughs> the um, ovary-shaped I mean, honestly, that was what I was doing. I was doing the ovaries <laughs> hand signal. That's what we would do to each other in public. We're like, anyway, um, no, for real. Uh, that I just honestly like. I was like, oh, it's Portal, and that that for me that in my brain I was like, that's how I'm going to organize this, and it helped me kind of figure out how things worked. Okay, so you're not wrong, but you're also wrong. I mean, um, I'm sure I'm wrong. But. One, one, I'll say you're not wrong because that's that's actually a very high like plateau to give a game is say Portal. Like if you if you say it's Portal but not Portal type thing, Portal's a really good puzzle game. Um, it it's an amazing puzzle game as far as story and everything like that. And I think that that's the one lacking thing that this game has is that it has story, but it's very much implied story. Um, everything that you do throughout the game is all like there's barely any dialogue within it. There's parables that you get from scrolls as far as knowledge as they put into it. 
Um, and then there's two line things that show up at the end of every chapter. And there's only like four chapters, maybe five. I forget. And I think it's four chapters. Um, but that's about it. Everything else is visually portrayed to you via statues. Um, so you go through and it's the journey of of a person from like from being born and you watch it through statues as they they get their blindfold um and they become blind to the world they go in and they learn magic and then they start to get corrupted by by capitalism and like there's very much like undertones of bullism bad in this <laughs> sometimes it's good to throw blinders up of the bullshit that somebody's trying to throw out there of their of their political beliefs um, in which case I chose to throw the blinders up and not care too much about it. <laughs> but uh, so you play through the game and you, you progress through their story. The puzzles get progressively much harder. And it's weird, though, because it, it's very much peaks and valleys. And I guess that when I remember back to Portal, like Portal did the same thing where you would have this puzzle that you get stuck on ever and you can't figure out how to get by it. So then you turn the game off and you walk yep. away for an hour or two and then you come back and you play the same level again and you go, what the fuck? How did I not figure that out the first time? It was that <laughs> fucking simple. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you get trapped in your own head. And then the next the next level, like the next six levels are like super cake. And you're like, mm -hmm. what the fuck is going on here? Um, and that's very similar to what this does to where like there's some levels that for some fucking reason you just you can't see the forest for the trees in it and you get stuck. <laughs> What's really cool is that you could back out and generally there's like a carousel of three to six levels that you can choose from when you get into an area. It's like you'll walk into an open area, you look to one side, and then you can do it. Anne's looking at me weird because that's not how the first chapter played out. <laughs> no, I'm like, hmm, okay, interesting. Once you get past the first chapter, it's very much like you start going up a tower, and then once you get out of the tower, then you start progressing through an area, and you end up in going into multiple courtyards, or you go uh, towards the last like chapter or two, you're traversing up into a castle and the the game builds within that area but you can still kind of like you can go back into different areas and do puzzles as opposed to like portal where you can't backtrack um once you're in a puzzle you're stuck in that puzzle and you need to figure it out uh, in this case you can go to another puzzle um and they've got some extra puzzles like bonus puzzles where you get knowledge from scrolls and you can go through and do those and then come back to a puzzle and try and figure it out after the fact um it's really good. Uh, again, some of the times that I did, there was one of them where I felt fucking stupid because I went through this fucking puzzle for like 30 minutes trying to figure it out. And then I finally looked up and there's a fucking eye that transport or that turns the dark I, <laughs> on. Was that on the stream? Uh, no, it did okay. not stream that one yesterday. Okay. <laughs> no, I think you got stuck on another puzzle. While I oh, was I got watching. stuck on one that I, I left and, I and like, then came back and then I was like, God damn it. This is so fucking simple. How did I miss this? <laughs> um, no. So, all right. So you go through, so you have certain things. So you have, you come in. And you've got relics, and a relic is like a triangle that you can you can pull off and attach to different objects, uh, and you use the relic to activate a like an obelisk or a a harp that makes music, so that you can open up different paths. Uh, you've got dark flame, which transports you into the into the dark realm, uh, and you can primarily only use the dark flame for a certain amount of time. Like you have like a you have a, a timer that goes off with every step that you take, and if you stop and you look around, 
the timer doesn't wear off, which is good because it allows you spatial awareness to figure things out and it allows you to just stop and try and figure the puzzle out without having to worry about losing time. Um, and you can use that to your advantage to where if you're if you're you go to a flame, you activate the darkness and you see a you see an obelisk or you see a statue on the other end, you could swap places with that statue and still have the power frame that you have. So you can walk it off through that area. Um, and it's really good actually because what you can do is you can step a if the area is open enough you can step a statue far enough away so that you can continually swap back and forth with it and utilize the the darkness power that you have to continually move further and further away and then activate something else Um, so there's very much a lot of that type portion going on but then you move on to uh triangular pathways that you walk through that convert you to always be in the darkness. Um, and the way that it works is like, so you walk through and you're in the darkness and then you could swap paths or you could swap with a, with a statue. And when you swap, you're still in the darkness. And then when you walk back through it again, so going back onto the same side that you swapped from, you now are no longer in the darkness and you have to use that to, you have to use that as part of the puzzle within it. Um, you've also then, they develop a giant floating eye that will look at you <laughs> And if you look at it, it will then convert you into the into having the dark energy. But as soon as you unlock its gaze and you've got like a field of view that you can actually see within that. And once you unlock the gaze, then you're no longer in the dark energy. Ronan was watching me play this game <laughs> all weekend. Like he would look up and he was playing on his tablet or whatnot. He'd look up and he was like, why is the eyeball looking at you? That's creepy. I'm like, it's not, it's not a creepy eyeball, buddy. It's just there to help. Like it's not. (laughs) So then his seven-year-old coping mechanism, as every seven-year-old is, is to give it a name. In which case the eyeball, the giant floating eyeball that you can either look at and it transports you into the dark realm, or you can pick it up and it automatically transports you to the dark realm, is now named Izzy. (laughs) it's so cute so he's sitting there with his tablet and then he's like pick up Izzy and I'm like no I can't pick up Izzy and I'm like god damn it I'm saying Izzy I can't pick it up it's on a pedestal (laughs) in the middle of a walkway like I can't get to it I can't pick him up I can only utilize him by looking at him God damn it. Dick, okay. Pick up Izzy. <laughs> Just do it. But yeah, so every level is slightly different. And like as we were saying, it's like you can come back into into a level if you get stuck and there's enough going on in the area that that you can cleanse your palate a little bit and get out of your head as as Anne said. Like just get the fuck out of your own head and go back into it with like a new way of looking at it. But like I said, I was playing it yesterday and I was going through and I was like, what the fuck is going on with this? I can't get this goddamn thing. Like everything's here except for the fact that I am in the dark realm and I can't progress through this path because uh, when you're in the dark realm, these spikes come up in this area. I figure out any way to do it. And then I finally like, there's a fucking eye on top of a goddamn pillar. It's not in your field of vision. You literally have to walk into a certain area and look up in order to see it. And I was pissed when I found that. I'm like, God fucking damn it. <laughs> but um, great game. A little predictive but a pretentious story. Um, very, very super pretentious. Uh, very much anti-capitalism. Um, at one point, it literally does say you you're born without without things you leave without things why would we why would we spend our lives pursuing things like literally that's what it says (laughs) 
There's nothing wrong with that, man, okay? Yeah. But don't the, pursue this game, man. Just some alternative <laughs> exactly. alternative thoughts, man, you know? I have a I have a very big problem with people selling me a product and in that product they're preaching to me about how you shouldn't pursue monetary gains. But what about all the game games that literally like support the capitalist? Sorry, Bo. But that's what I'm saying. <laughs> what about all those games, though? I mean, like... Oh, I'm fine with that. If you embrace it and you actually say it, like, realistically, Borderlands 3 embraces capitalism. However, you know who's the big bad guy? Corporate. Right. But for them, it's all product. anarchy. Let's get political, man. No, I'm just kidding. But for them, um, it's all anarchy <laughs> as opposed to, like... Yeah, you but capitalism pursue... and anarchy do not go hand in hand. Yes, but Gearbox is also a very anarchist-style, like company i mean come on their ceo throws sex parties <laughs> which as Good we found them. out is not too far from the norm communists <laughs> like sex too my dude just putting it out there so do socialists Socialists fascists. Love sex as well everybody loves sex last time i checked but um <laughs> the yeah I, I have an issue with some of the storyline just make money off of me and then try and preach to me about how i shouldn't pursue monetary gain you fucking assholes. <laughs> okay, well, I get it, but at the same time, people gotta eat. Pe- people gotta eat, but you know what? Yeah. You can't preach that then. It's like the people who are like, you're you're a non-profit worker? Oh, so you, you don't get paid? I'm like, no, I don't think that's how that works. No, non-profits <laughs> get paid. The right, company but doesn't. Now, the big thing I that I have is a non-profit with a CEO making $5 million a year. That's a problem. <laughs> yeah, there are very few nonprofits where that happens. Very, very yes, few. Sadly. Anyways, thankfully. Um, amazing game. Really, really engaging puzzle game. Like, honestly, one of my favorites that I've played throughout the years. Um, and I completed it yesterday. 100% nice. beat it. Well, not I, not 100. I did not 100% it. I got to a point to where I stopped. I stopped spending the time to get the scrolls because in a lot of the cases, like there's certain levels where you entire, uh, your entire goal is to get a scroll, but there's also like extra scrolls. It's like you beat a level and then the level expands and then you can get a, an additional scroll for your knowledge. And I was like, oh, I bet there's going to be something end game with this that I'm going to need to get. And sure enough, when I got to the end, there's like this statue that continually gets built with knowledge and it's, it's an additional statue of you. But I was like, fuck it. Like, I want to beat the game as opposed to complete the game at this point. Right. So I'm not going to spend the additional 30 minutes or 20 minutes per puzzle to try and figure out how to get the extra piece. Because in a lot of cases, it's like you go through the level, lift the gate up, you get to the, you release the light, and then you have to deconstruct the level again with extra pieces in order to get to the scroll. I'm like, fuck that. No, I'm not doing it. Um, but I did beat the game. Um, it's a really good game, honestly, especially for the price. And hang on one sec. I'm going to double check the price real quick because if I remember right, it's the price is very much right. Isn't it like $9.99 or something? Hello. What? Oh, hang on. Uh, I'm going to have to go to the PlayStation Store, I think. That didn't do it right. Damn it. There we go. PlayStation Store. Um, I think it's 20 bucks. Uh, uh. Even 30 bucks is actually really good, but I, I want to double check before I give this 
a full-on, yeah, it's $24.99 for a game that's got 10 hours of puzzles for one regular playthrough, plus then a lot of fucking puzzles. I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. It's a very solid game if you like puzzle, like, games, and I mean, like, real hard puzzle games, not, like, put the heart-shaped stone in the heart-shaped square, (laughs) or heart-shaped, like, slot, you know, that type of shit, that's stupid. This great fucking game. Highly and it's recommended. So beautiful. Oh, so beautiful. When I watched Jason play the game, I thought it was very simplistic textures. And then watching everything construct, because as you're walking through the game in a lot of the cases, like it will construct the walkway that you're playing. It will construct the world around you. It's doing everything in quote unquote real time. Beautiful. And color wise, color palette. You would think that, like, looking at it, it looks like a very simplistic polygon game. But when you get up real close, like, the textures are actually really there. They, even though it's a, even though it looks like it's polygons, like, you can see real texture onto everything, which is awesome. Amazing game. And do you disagree with me on my, on my review of this? No, I completely agree. I think it's beautiful. And even though I didn't get very far in it, um, I, like I said, I got some serious portal vibes in the best way. Um... One of the things that really frustrates me about a lot of games is that, like puzzle games specifically, I mean, is that they don't strike a healthy balance between challenging content and, like, playability in this game for me. I didn't get, like, overly frustrated ever. But, again, I haven't gotten that far, so maybe I will go and punch the hole in the wall, like, during Chapter 4. We'll see. Never wanted (laughs) to punch a hole in the wall. Okay, good. But as you're saying, like, uh, striking a balance, though, you... They really did a good job of, like, you've in order to complete the game, there's tough gameplay. In order to get 100% completion, it's fucking hard. Um, and I've got, like, 65% of the trophies right now. The rest of it is, like, getting percentages. And I, I'm at, like, over 20% of the scrolls. But then you get, like, an... Or no, not 20. I'm over 20 scrolls, but then you've got, like, a 30, a 40, and a 50 scroll. And then you've got a platinum trophy for getting everything. So I'm missing a few trophies just from the scroll portion but what's really cool is you get to the end of the game and every scroll that you that you did collect and could have collected was there so all the scrolls that you did collect then make start making the statue and you can see it building and you can go to each individual scroll itself that's on a pedestal and you can then try and re go into that level so rather than having to go back through the game you can just try and beat the levels right there and you can continue on to like you beat the game you go through the end credits you can continue on and it takes you back to that area and you can go through and try and get like 100% completion of the game from there rather than having to re-go through the game which I thought was cool that is very cool I I like making those kinds of things easy achievements as I call them yes Jason is a giant achievement hunter so yes I was gonna say achievement hunting (laughs) I am too You don't want to know how many hours I have in Guild Wars. Over 20,000. <laughs> what? Oh, man. Ooh, he's drinking a beer. Watch Shanghai out. Love IPA. Ooh, the specific beer comes with a very specific glass, too. Tonight, I'm debating between Shanghai Disneyland or sushi. Asshole. Tell him he can get sushi at Shanghai Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Boom. You can get sushi. I'm 100% sure you can get sushi at Shanghai at Disneyland. Shanghai D-Land. <laughs> Yo, it's the D-Land. 
<laughs> I would love to go to Disneyland in Japan or China one day. Yes. Um, okay, so that's the Sojourn. Uh, again, 9 out of 10. Great fucking game. 25 bucks. Fucking buy it if you like puzzle games. Um, one game that I can't talk about, but I can say that we're playing it because we got a review copy, is we got a review copy for Code Vein. Um, can't say anything about it. It's under embargo. Sorry, people. Um, <laughs> but uh, we will talk about it on the next podcast. Uh, unfortunately, the embargo doesn't lift until about three days after this podcast is going to go live. So you're going to have to mm-hmm. bear with us. Um, I can tell you that we played it at E3, and it was fun. So I'm very much looking forward to reviewing this game for you guys on the next podcast. Uh, other than that, then, Chris and I are both playing Borderlands 3. Woohoo! Finally, Borderlands 3 is out. All right, I'm going to say something. going to sound confrontational until you hear the full bark. Flack is not best boy. Jabberwock is best boy. Yes. Yes. He's <laughs> <laughs> such a good Flack puppy. Has, yes. Flack is great. The Jabberwock animal for Borderlands 3 with him, best boy. Like, the greatest fucking thing. I've got him up only right now to level two because I had to take a break and play Sojourn and play Code Vein and whatnot. Um, level two, he's got a giant fucking pompadour. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like looking at us like, what? All right, so he has three pets. <laughs> I was going to say, this sounds like some sort of like pet situation. Yes. Flack has pets. He's a beast master. Um, yeah. He has a he has a, a skag. He has a what's what's the spider one? A spider ant, and then he's got a jabberwock. And the jabberwock is the new one for nice. Borderlands. Um, in this case, the jabberwock is like this weird little monkey thing, like monkey with, lion thing. Yeah, something like that. First level, it's got a, it runs around with a handgun and shoots things. Second level, it runs around with a shotgun and shoots things. Third level, it runs around with a fucking SMG and shoots things. <laughs> and you can get to throw a huge barrel of like toxic waste at people. Yes. <laughs> yeah, his active skill that you can use is where he throws uh, toxic waste or a stun barrel to stun people and cause them cause them extra damage, which is awesome. In addition to your active skill to where you can cloak and cause critical damage, um, also, once you get to the third level on its skill tree, you can assign a skill point to it to where it tries to get it gives you fight for life uh, help. So if you're dying, it will run up to you and revive you. You have your own constant teammate there, not only killing other things, but trying to save your life in the meantime for it um it's awesome it <laughs> the is. jabberwock is the best way to go I'd, it I, is i, it's I a, can't it's hands down the best skill tree <laughs> it is the greatest battle tree ever and that's I, I sent uh i sent a thing off about about the battle tree to where you can literally nuke like bosses with it because it has that crit like stat boost thing oh yeah. i sent that in slack didn't i yeah, I think, yeah, you did. Yeah. You just melt away bosses because you're such high crit. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I sent it to another friend of mine, and he's like, holy shit, that's the same fucking... <laughs> yeah, have you seen the flat crit, crit build? Negative. It's insane. Melts bosses almost instantaneously with certain guns. You've seen Zane's eat my perk? It's crazy. What's it do? Eat my balls, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, Flack is the most OP character that they have in this. No matter how much nerfing they do of the guns or drop rates or whatnot, Flack is still better. Yep. So, my God, uh, I am 
on the third planet right now. Yeah, I think uh, that's where I'm at too. I went back to the second planet just to do some side quests. Oh, okay. I need to go back to the first planet and do a couple of side quests. Yeah, actually, same here. That are activated. Um, I was very happy when I got there and I, I was able to to meet with Maya because like Shannon's sitting at the at the kitchen table and she hears it and I'm like I look at her I'm like that's the character that I mained in the second one. <laughs> <laughs> and Maya's a badass. Just saying, Maya was a badass in the second one. She's still a badass now. Uh, her and Lilith were just awesome in Borderlands 1 and Borderlands 2. Uh, great writing, as Anne said. She's like, she's not going to fault the game. It's it's great writing. She just doesn't like FPSs. Uh, it's not right that I don't now, like them. I'm just not good at them. <laughs> well, that's... That's the great thing is Borderlands kind of skews it a little bit. You get people that jump in and out. You run it online. Like, like I just run active online as I do. I probably piss off a lot of people when I do this because I'll play for like an hour and a half or so like that. We'll start moving real good in the story. I'm like, all right, I'm tired. Game off. <laughs> Disconnected from lobby. But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be playing and then randomly people will just drop in and they'll, they'll just show up and we'll go through the story. They might drop out again or I might drop them from it when I decide to leave. Or like like I was doing before this, I'm like, it's 8.15. I really need to turn this off and head upstairs to start getting ready for the podcast. I'm like, game off. <laughs> <laughs> but I like the drop and drop out for multiplayer just like they, they did before. Um, I... I love the fact that they share uh, ammo as it comes in. So somebody can, if you've got people playing, uh, and they did this in Borderlands 2 as well, so I'm not like saying that I didn't notice it before. But it, So if you're playing as a squad and you, somebody runs up to a, a chest that has a bunch of ammo in it, even though they're full on ammo, they will collect the ammo for everybody else in the team. I'm running low on shotgun ammo, which I continually am running low on shotgun ammo. Uh, they'll continually pick up shotgun ammo from things so that I, I've got it and I don't have to worry about picking it up. Same thing with, like, with handgun ammo and so on and so forth. Which, by the way, I got a shotgun that causes corrosive damage. Every time that I reload, he throws the shotgun with no shells in it and homes in on the enemy and explodes with extra corrosive damage. Nice. So you got one of those guns? <laughs> yes. It's dope. I love that gun. Chris, what do you think about Borderlands 3? I think it's fantastic. Um, the writing for Flack is great. Uh, did you get his holotape on the Sanctuary? I might have. What or, was it? It kind of talks about his background or whatever, and just like no, I did not. I need to go. I need to go back then and do it. Because apparently he was like a butler robot or whatever. <laughs> he's like going up like he's serving this guy tea. Why? He's like, hey, no, I got tea. We're kind of out of these kind of leads, but substitute for these ones. No, I'll be fine. Also, I gained sentience, and I thirst for murder. Because wait, wait, what? Oh, no, don't worry. The teas are mild. They'll be fine. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, my God. No, I have not found that yet. Flack is honestly one of the best written characters. Like, just a robot that doesn't give a fuck. Like, like I said... They they literally ask like uh, one of my it's like Maya's like little minion that she has that's her protege that's gonna become a siren one day. Uh, it's like hey you want to loot some you want to loot some graves it's like looting graves is part of, is on my bucket list sure. <laughs> it's like come on. <laughs> I mean it's on mine too but you know yeah or when oh, it's man. the uh, the girl who runs the car shop or whatever who's a bigger girl oh yes. 
<laughs> Ellie. Yeah, Ellie. So it's just like Ellie. Yes. Most God. humans are tiny and frail, but you got some girth on you, girl. She's like, <laughs> oh, oh yeah, she, yeah, sugar. Yeah, she is infatuated with Flack. If you play as Flack, she loves Flack because Flack yeah. is like, you're big and I love it. <laughs> nice. I like but if you Flack. played the earlier ones, uh, Ellie's basically like, I'm big and you should love me. <laughs> because hilariously enough and you know who moxie is right ellie is moxie's daughter but she is like literally like god and it's it's better if you see this oh my god i cannot type tonight i'm gonna share this so you can see oh yeah girl yeah <laughs> she I'm is here big for actually the best is this cosplay which this girl is actually pretty thin. I've, I've seen it. It's like, it's a pretty good, like... That's a fat suit. Yeah, it's a oh, pretty yeah. good fat well, suit, Well, obviously, though. like, nobody's like that, but yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty damn good fat suit, but yeah, Ellie is gigantic, and it's hilarious. Not That's so much, like, amazing. that it's hilarious that she's fat. It's her character is fucking hilarious. <laughs> I'm into it. I like it. And like that was actually one of the, you know. That was one of the things that I think we didn't talk about for Borderlands 2, like the last DLC that they had, the one that they made for free for everybody, is that Scooter is officially dead and he bequeathed the the catch a ride to Ellie. <laughs> Which was just awesome the way that they did that. Anywho, I'm right now giving it a very tentative like nine and a half out of ten. I really want to give it a ten out of ten, but there are some issues like we talked about earlier. Of uh, Jason was asking, like, is the menu still slow as shit? And yes, the menu is still like slow I haven't as had shit. issues with the menu being slow on PC, but definitely I've heard that for multiple people on console that is kind of it, fidgety and weird. Well, and then the other thing that that I've heard from PC is that it just randomly crashes for some people yeah i've been lucky with not having that but i can definitely see like frame rate issues sometimes yeah frame rate issues was a thing on the on the pc um it, it's very rare that i have a frame rate issue on the console version um but definitely the big issue on console is the the menu you wouldn't think that it would be a huge thing but going in and out of menu it's fucking slow once you give it like a second to load up though you can go back and forth between menus pretty good but it's really slow in that main transition, which it's really kind of sucks. Yeah. Yeah, it shouldn't. And I, I think that part of it's like that they do things that aren't necessarily like showing a super high-res version of your character. Um, and it might be better if I don't play it on 4K. That Probably. that might be something that I could <laughs> that I could adjust down. But I'm playing on a PS4 Pro. I should play on 4K. You Fuck should. you. Yeah. <laughs> no, fair. No, I Give me my 4Ks. Not you. Talking about Borderlands. The ether. Like yeah, no, I get it. I'm just like, saying I'm gonna... your anger is still misdirected. I get it. <laughs> I'm going to play it. Fuck you and your stutter. I'm going to play it. I don't care. <laughs> I mean, I would say that I don't go into menus very often, but the thing is, like, when you're going into menus, you go in and out of menus real quick. Yeah. For, like, a good amount of time. And then you go, like, 30 minutes where you don't go into a menu at all because you're just murdering people because your character thirsts for murder. He does. He really does. <laughs> but I'm giving it a tentative nine and a half out of ten. Probably go maybe nine, eight and a half. Nine, eight and a half? Yeah. Really? No ten out of ten? No. It's, it's really it's hard good, to get a ten but out of ten it's, here. Yeah, it's hard to get that high a score. But honestly, graphically, it's beautiful. 
story-wise, it's amazing. Dialogue-wise, it's awesome. Gunplay, it's really good as well. So, like, there's not... Like, the stutters graph, like, between in the menu are really the only thing that's causing problems right now. Um, I will say that I was going through the game and felt that the the guns were nerfed and like i was looking at it i'm like ah no maybe i'm just remembering wrong and then i have a friend that's been replaying through borderlands 2 before he picks up 3 because it'd been forever since he played it and he was sending me pictures of level 8 weapons that were much stronger than level 8 weapons on borderlands 3 and everything's nerfed a bit yeah i can see that which kind of sucks but other than that it's still great chris you're up what have you been playing other than borderlands 3 other than that i've been playing a game called Devil's Fist or no? Wait, De- I heard Devil's about Hunt. This game. Devil's Hunt. It, it's demonic, yeah. right? Yeah. So if you've ever watched Grandma's Boy, <laughs> there's a game in there called Demonic. Oh my god! Which is actually is a real game that actually came out. Well, it didn't come out, but right. it was an actual game development. No, it came out. It's Cli- it was a Clive Barker helped develop game that came no, out I thought on they the canceled Xbox because they lost so much money on Psychonauts. No, it came out. Oh, did it? Yeah, I, I remember it coming it out, out at CompUSA. I remember it actually Comp like... CompUSA, <laughs> yes. yes. that's right. Yes. But when I Seriously. watched the trailer, I got that feeling. It was, this kind of reminds me of Demonic. And I started playing and I was like, this does kind of remind me of Demonic. Like, because you're like, a, you end up dying in the game, going to hell, deal with the devil. And then, so you got, you're like an executioner. So you got to punish like evil people, send them to hell, take their souls. There's also the revenge plot where you kind of kill your best friend for... See him with your girl, your fiance of like a day. Okay, I can see why you thought this. This bloody disgusting had an article of five canceled horror games. No, this game actually came out. That's where it's like, like that's why I'm like, yeah, that's that's wrong. But yes, anyways, go continue. But like, if you're watching like uh, Graham's Boy and you see like, oh, you transform the demon. Guess what? You can do this in this game too. Once you. <laughs> Get up like your rage meter. You can become your demon form. You transform this demon. And now you fuck shit up. And then as I played some more, I'm just also like, this kind of reminds me of something like the Mafia games, which is kind of slow going, cutscenes, a lot of walking, a lot of weird decisions. Like to hop up or down something, you have to walk up to it and press E. So I'm playing on PC and you're just, you have to kind of be right up to it and like looking at it, the correct angle to be able to interact. You know what other game this sounds like? Shenmue. Shenmue. I've only seen... Because no one's played Shenmue 3. We just know that it looks like shit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it does have some graphical issues, like some grass, like, floating slightly off the ground. And when they send us a review copy, they're like, here's some known bugs, and there was a shit ton of them. Um, And there's this other part where you're in this cutscene after kind of rescuing this guy for this other demon general guy, and... They're talking, you're talking, there's like this conversation going, but there's no audio. No way. It's absolutely quiet. Like, no audio whatsoever? No, nothing. I can't tell if that's worse than uh, than Chaos Bane's audio missync for their beta or not. Like, there's just no audio at all, and then after you're, it gets through the cutscene, hey, guess what? Audio's back. It goes to the <laughs> scene. Just that scene, which... Seems like it was kind of pivotal where you got some stuff, but you're not. I bet as... it was a mislabeled file. Maybe. I bet you they updated the audio and then didn't change the file uh, link. That could have been. So it, it didn't go to the proper file, and they'll probably fix that post-launch, I hope. <laughs> well, it's post-launch now, so I hope at some point. I... Before it makes a Is con- it actually cause... post-launch right now? Oh, shit. 
right. But right now it's only on PC. It's coming to consoles later. And it's based off of a book series this Polish author. You know, kind of like games like The Witcher and Metro that are good games. This is based off the first book, and this book is sitting at 2.5 out of 5 oh. on Goodreads. Oh, shit. So maybe that explains why the story kind of sucks. What does Witcher sit at for oh, I have no Goodreads? Idea. <laughs> like, Wait, oh. I haven't actually... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to Goodreads, actually, because I, I have a couple of books that I want to look up on there. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, and so the author won this become a game so he made his own studio and made this game no way yeah oh my god <laughs> like no one no one licensed this game he uh, licensed it himself. no one that's <laughs> that's literally like a red flag right there okay we've talked a little bit about the Mistborn series which is a, a series of audiobooks that i've been listening to and it, they've actually like they're really good like reads from people that you know can enjoy reading me i can't i fall asleep when i read um but i listen to audiobooks or podcasts on my hour drive into the office an hour drive home um the mistborn series sits at a 4.45 for the first book a 4.36 for the second book and a 4.49 for the third book and this is a 2.5 mistborn's great They actually sit at almost at just barely under a five on Audible with fifty thousand reviews. In wow. this case, Mistborn number one sits at a four four five with three hundred thirty two thousand six hundred and fifty reads. That's or incredible. If you haven't listened to listened to or read the Mistborn series, it's great. I think it should be made an anime, by the way. I'm full heartedly lobbying for it to be made an anime. It should be. I'm Anyways, still working on finishing the expanse. Get back to me <laughs> in like three years when I finish like the ten books I have left. <laughs> okay, anyways. Go uh, Chris. One good thing about Dell's Hunt though is that demon booty. Oh yes, that demon oh, booty. God damn, yes. <laughs> yes. I am that, here for that. Yeah. That was, I need to take a screenshot of this and share it. Like I should go you're back like, and get that like a better, demon booty and then I zoom in. Ones, I like, enhanced and I'm like, you mean that demon booty? Yeah. Like, yeah. Those leather pants. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, Kate Beckinsale in... Uh, Underworld. What, what, yeah, yeah, Underworld. Yeah. You're welcome. Like, Kate <laughs> Beckinsale like, in like, leather pants. I'm here for you, bro. Yeah, I don't know why he's yeah, so five. obsessed with his fiance who cheated on him after like the day he proposed in his own fucking house with his best friend. I was like, no, demon booty. Go She's best the girl. demon booty. Obviously. Duh. Whatever. Can't win them all. So yep. this guy's an idiot. That's what you're saying. <laughs> He's an idiot. He's also kind of a douchebag, too. So there's that. The main character is a douchebag? Yep. Yay. Oh, man. Okay. So have you beat it yet? Not yet. I probably will persevere. Have you gotten far enough to give it a review? I think so. What do you give it? I say four out of ten. Ooh. Ow. All right. It's definitely way for the bargain. It's listed right now at 35 bucks. I would not pay more than five bucks. Ouch. Okay. Alrighty then. Uh, By the way, Grandma's Boy, great movie. Great movie. (laughs) If you haven't watched Grandma's Boy, watch Grandma's Boy. It's fucking awesome. Who gives a shit whether or not you like stoner humor? It's just funny. Just deal with it. Um... All right, what else you got, Chris? Between that and Borderlands, that's been it, I think, for these past couple weeks. Oh, all right. So that means that it's time for You Are Wrong Because Reasons. You are wrong. You are wrong because reasons. Reasons. 
and as we talked about earlier, Anne is on the chopping block for You Are Wrong Because Reasons, and she is giving us best puzzle adventure games. Did I say that right? You're such a, yeah, well, you're an adventure puzzle, puzzle adventure hater. <laughs> wait, I'm, wait how am I a list. puzzle adventure hater? I don't know. Earlier you were like, I don't like that puzzle adventure game. So I'm like, all right. Well. No, I don't like the ones that, that like, that they try and be like, I'm super smart. I'm smarter than you. Watch me fuck Fair. with you type thing. Right. Like, I like ones that are, like, missed and riven and stuff like that, where it's like, no, no, this is engaging and it's fun. Okay. Like, I would go with so far as to say, like, some other games that definitely fall into other genres really fall into this. So we're going to we're gonna have it probably an interesting list that goes on here. So a couple of these games are going to be personal favorites, and a couple of them are going to be fan favorites, but I have played all of them, so. All right. Do you have any honorable mentions? Um, not really, to be honest with you. It was hard to come up with this list because it's such a niche genre. Niche genre. (laughs) Niche Uh, niche works. There's a lot of puzzle games and there's a lot of puzzle adventure games, but they're on mobile and I just don't play them. My mom plays them and I'm not trying to be like, my mom mom plays it. Your mom plays them. Like my, okay, for, for perspective, my mom beat Mist, so like... If my mom plays a puzzle game, then you know it's good. This is this is a criteria. <laughs> so no, I'm serious. Like my mom is is a good litmus test for if a puzzle game is good. But anyway, <laughs> that's another that's another story. But anyway, so should I start at my my like number five or my number one? We're gonna start at number five. Which let's okay. go ahead number five. Okay, number five. This is my personal favorite one. Then it's called Machinarium. Have you guys heard of it? It's pretty. Pretty this famous on PC. This sounds familiar. Hang on a sec. I'm going to look yeah. this up. It's really stylized. And a lot of these puzzle games are a way for artists to showcase their art. Um, and this is one one of those games. I feel like Cuphead, even though it was super difficult, was a complete example of that. Um, but obviously, like, extremely challenging God, Cuphead's content. Cuphead's super fucking difficult. Yeah, but oh, This is it not was... the game that I was thinking of. Right. But it's like like weird little robots, right? Right. I included it in here um, mostly for the art style, but also because it's like kind of what you described. Um, It's it's playability. I really was like, wow, this is the most frustrating thing. And it's forcing me to do the same thing eight different times just to get frustrated like some games do. Um, Honestly, like I, I dislike being tricked for the sake of it in puzzle games. And that game really doesn't do it. So... Uh, that's one that was my number five all right (laughs) number four number four is the room um and i know so it was originally a mobile game please don't hate don't throw the hate but it's been on switch for like almost a year so it's a real game now (laughs) (laughs) it's a real game anyway um so then music uh, and attention to detail with each puzzle, I think is what made the game so special. You basically are unlocking these micro puzzles that are like these small contraptions in a single room. And the adventure is just discovering what each little contraption does and unlocking the puzzle. And I, I thought it was a beautiful game. And like I said, it was originally, uh, I think actually uh, not an Android game, but for, for iPhone. iPad, I, yeah. it was, according yeah. to Steam yeah. store page. But Something like uh, that. IPad but it's now on Switch, so it's pretty cool. All right. Number three. Number three is Trine. Just the first one, but there's so many more after that one. Have you ever played Trine? Mm-hmm. This is a I super niche list. It's not niche. It's just... Niche adjacent? Uh, you don't think? 
Have you ever played it? Yeah, I don't like it. See, I played it with other people. I thought it was amazing that you could play a puzzle game with other people, have different roles, coordinate. Which is a that's that is a novel concept. Yeah, it was definitely unique, and that's why I like it. Also, it has bright colors, but like I'm, I'm really no, I'm seriously like a ten year old boy, ten year old child. Like I like color, I like motion. (laughs) Yeah, no, I like color, I like motion, I like you know bright happy things. Anyway. Um, and trying is all of that, and it's, you know, cooperation, trying to figure something out with friends. Those are the kind of games I like. Number with two. Rather than against. All right, number two. This one's easy. Missed. All right. It's, it's kind of self-explanatory, yeah. too, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Well, it's it's the one that basically game. started it, right? Exactly. Exactly. And uh, it's number two on my list for a reason. It's classic. It's ridiculous. But it's not number two. It's number two on your list, but it's not number two. Oh, awkward. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to we'll have to have a fight, sir. Some fisticuffs. Um, what? That but... it's no, no. I mean that it's not number two, like poop. Oh, you're funny. Yeah, poop jokes. Like, I thought Yay. you were like. I thought you were challenging my list. I was no, like, I was, fine. We're no, starting we, it early. We don't challenge the list until after you're done. <laughs> I was gonna say that's what I was like. We're oh, fine. We're starting it early. Shit. <laughs> I was no, Mist is, is a is a great game. It that really that is. is like it's the progenitor of the of the genre itself. It was the first one, especially on PC, that just really made you think. And then it came out on consoles and everything like that. But Mist was Mist was best on a PC in the mid '90s. Heck yeah! No, I mean that opinion. was one of my first PC games, one of my first video games. Period. Other than like Baby Keys and like uh, the my mom's 386, you know. Oh fuck so. me! You guys are so young. Whatever, man. I'm so old. <laughs> <laughs> At least I like know what DOS is, unlike you like ye kids today. Yes, I know, but you guys are still babies. Whatever, right. man. Hater. Number one. Portal. We talked about it earlier. Yep. I'm kind of a fan. Um, it brought me and my husband closer together when we were still dating. We played it together. Wait, it's a Portal 1 game. or Portal 2? Portal 1, man. Oh, okay. Let's, it's yeah. an honest question when you're dating. I'm like, you never know. It's like... <laughs> Could have been Portal 1 or Portal 2. Who knows? It was Portal Both 1. are good. Both are great games. True, true. I think Portal 2 is like one of the most downloaded games of all time. Um, also, it's definitely one of the most played cross-platform games of all time. Yes. Like, hands down. Definitely the most played puzzle game of all time. Like, I don't even have to look that up. I just, like, know. Yes, it is yeah. definitely. Yep. Portal's a great game. It's And honestly, yeah, it's like, really, there's, like, we don't need to give yeah. any real like fight for it it's it definitely belongs on there and in my opinion it probably is number one chris do you have anything that you would like to add to this game to this list well obviously there's gonna be mess if you didn't put that on there would be fighting um i did kind of go have some ideas that are a little off the beaten path that do cover story and have puzzles in them like half-life 2 puzzles you have to solve in there so and that is definitely more of a puzzle game than a first person shooter i would agree yeah i didn't even think of that so i went with that one um hellblade sin of the sacrifice there's definitely a lot of puzzles in that they got kind of through and solve to move on um and then there's some other ones i was trying to try to think about but how do you got anything eric well, I try to think of more. That was sure. Earlier. Um, one that we alluded to earlier that we talked a little bit about um, that Anne's going to hate me for this. Honey Pop. <laughs> yeah. Always with the Honey Pop. Hey, it's a narrative. 
a puzzle game. Um, it's actually one of the best uh, matching puzzle games that I've ever played as far as its mechanics go. And there is a way that you can fucking Nico. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I completed the game. I did finally like complete and get 100% through everything. Um, I fucked all the girls in the galaxy, um, including a cat, an alien, a fairy, a goddess, and then every color of the rainbow here on planet Earth. <laughs> Damn. What's really great about that game is that you can choose whether your character is male or female. Hell yeah. <laughs> BRB, downloading that shit now. <laughs> it's honestly, it's like five bucks. You should download it. It's actually really, it. it is one of the best puzzle mechanics for like a, a matching puzzle game that you can get on there. It, it's really fun and it's really engaging. Oh my God, it's a match three game. Yeah, match three, match four, match five. Yeah, it's, it's fucking awesome. Oh, like, you consider that a puzzle game? That's so cute. Yeah, there's other things that you have to go in. Like, there's the dating sim aspect that's part of it and whatnot. Like there's, there's actually quite a bit that goes into it. But we were joking about it and then as I thought about it more, I'm like, it actually has a little bit more with what you'd normally get. However, going with what Chris said of one that's more off the beaten path but is still a puzzle game, Shadow of the Colossus. I will I will concede. Which is a, a platforming puzzle game. Uh, so there's a, a, quite a bit more platforming, but you have, to, you have to figure out a way to defeat each colossi. You have to figure out a way to get to each colossi. Um, the battles themselves are not a a battle of strength and who can like how fast can you mash the button. It is very much a figure out a way a Colossus while it's moving without falling off, find its weak point, time everything out so that you can you can kill it without running out of stamina. Like Shadow of the Colossus, I was on the fence for it, and then as I thought about it more, I'm like, no, this actually this is a great puzzle game. And as I talked about earlier. Uh, is a very late PS2 game that took advantage of all of the hardware that the PS2 had to offer. An amazing ass game. So Shadow of the Colossus, if you haven't played it, they have a PS4 remaster that you can get as well. Uh, it is one of my all-time favorite games. But you you already have like Portal and Myst. Yeah. You can't say Riven because Myst is better than Riven, and they're both from the same universe. So right. pretty solid list. Um, even though I thought another one too. Ooh, Ooh, go for it. Breath of the Wild. Okay, fair. But, like, you can argue that for basically any Zelda game. Yeah. This is there true. are a lot of puzzles. <laughs> no, no, the, but the, here's the question. Is Breath of the Wild the best Zelda puzzle game? I liked Wind Waker, but I haven't played Breath of the Wild very much at all. So I, I would actually be more inclined. Intelligently. I'd be more inclined to say a link to the past Zelda puzzle game. In my opinion. I think that, like, if I was going to choose a Zelda game... To put to this, I would say a link to the past. But you are right that adding a Zelda game into this is definitely worthwhile because, I mean, that's like half of a Zelda game is solving puzzles. Yep. <laughs> Although true. Breath of the Wild did have a lot more interactive of pulling pulling things. Like you had to pull things for much further distances and do things along a lot of things. So maybe. Climax, forget of two, can sometimes be a puzzle in itself. Yeah, or finding up. finding all of the uh, the Koroks so that you can get the golden turd. That might be one of the things. No, actually, you might be right, Chris. As far as like broad spectrum of puzzles as opposed to the the puzzles made for the game itself. That's actually not a bad idea. I can get behind that one. Anything else? Uh, that's it. All right. For me at least. Well, I guess that brings us to the end of our podcast. 
thank you, Anne, very much for joining us. Um, as always, we would like you to email whatever you can, any you know, suggestions, comments, anything like that, email to anything at ibeatitfirst.com. It'll go to one of us uh, or Eric, Chris, or Jason, who's not here and is sending us pictures from China because he's an asshole. Um, even though we requested them, he's still an asshole. <laughs> um, you can also find us uh, Facebook, ibeatitfirst.com, Twitter, ibeatitfirst, Instagram, ibeatitfirst, Tumblr, ibeatitfirst as well. Uh, you can follow our sister podcast and a uh, portion of our website, Cutscene, where, as I said, we are doing Mutsubushi Colors, uh, we just finished up, uh, shit, what did we finish? I am spacing it right now for some goddamn reason. Oh, probably because it's 11.15 at night. Um, Chris, you're supposed to be helping me with this. What did we just finish? Oh, um, The Promised Neverland. Yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we we just finished talking about pulling out, uh, pulling out jumper cables and eating children for meat and all sorts of things. So uh, we're moving on to now children protecting their park <laughs> and moving on to a little slice of life. Uh, so if you want to watch that, we that one is on uh, VRV and High Dive, only under the High Dive section. So if you pretty much can't find it anywhere else, which kind of sucks. But you know what? Hey, get a free trial for High Dive. You can watch it with us and have fun. Uh, but you can also get it through VRV as well, which gets you both Crunchyroll and uh, High Dive, as well as some other things like Cartoon Network and Boomerang. And Cartoon Hangover, I think. Cartoon Hangover. You get the Rooster Teeth uh, channel. Do you still get Shudder? Do you still get Shudder? No, you don't get Shudder anymore. Wow. Shudder ended like mid yeah, mid-August, right before I had like an entire, or no, mid-July, right before I had like an entire week to myself and I couldn't watch horror movies. I was very pissed. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's like two bucks more to get High Dive. So if you already have a Crunchyroll account, you might as well change that over and you get a Crunchyroll premium with, with VRV. Yeah, you get so. Nick Spot as well. Yes, you get Nick Spot. Which, and you also get within that Final Space, which is a hilarious animated TBS show uh, from Conan O'Brien. And it's awesome. Especially considering there's a guy named Gary and a, ro- a, uh, a an alien dictator that just refers to him as the Gary. <laughs> that is a good one. All right. Uh, on that note, we will bid you guys adieu. Thank you very much, Anne, for joining us. And we will see you guys in two weeks. Bye-bye. See ya.